I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quinton Williams. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing in the block. Touchdown chance. Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot. I have Gunny from Jet Situation Report. You may know him from the After Hours Thursday Thick of It show with Green Bean Gunny. Thank you for joining the show tonight. Ryan, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for the invitation. I am definitely excited to be talking to you, one of the goats in this game about New York Jets football. Thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, it's been a long time. I've been watching your stuff from afar. And I've been like, I got to get this dude on the show. Got to got to talk some ball with him. So, guys, if you're just appreciate new into the, uh, the stream, make sure you check out the description. I have Gunny's channel down below. So if you like what he's saying, make sure you check him out for sure. I do have uh, 33 likes. You got to hit that like button on the way in. Uh, if you like what's going on. But we got a whole bunch to get into tonight. Uh, around 8.30, 8.45 or so, we'll start doing phone calls. So we'll have your thoughts about what we're discussing up here. We got a lot of stuff to get into. Football, uh, quarterbacks, combine, that sort of stuff. But let's uh, let's let's catch up a little bit. Gunny, how did you uh, how did you become a Jet fan? How did you become uh, a content creator? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, like um, I, I actually was born in, in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Uh, I moved to the States uh, when I was about six years old, um, lived out in New York uh, in New Jersey. Um, one of my teenage years and before we moved to uh, uh, to Mount Holly area, but grew up in Canada, New Jersey. Um, I guess it kind of boils down to I was about like 11, 12 years old, went to one of my best friend's house, uh, the Pierce's house, and uh, all of them were Giants fans, and it was Giants versus Jets in the game. And um, I remember every single person was was rooting for the Giants, and I kind of felt like, well, why is nobody rooting for the Jets? Again, this is my, my introduction to football. I'm from Haiti, where soccer was the primary sport, so uh, I wasn't really big on it or understood it too well, but I started to learn then, rooted for the Jets, and uh, it was a Vinny Testaverde game where they – he started the game with like a pick six or something like that. And they were making fun of them for freaking like blowing it already. Same old Jets kind of conversation. And I thought to myself, man, I guess I'm rooting for the wrong team. Lo and behold, those guys came back uh, and they won the game. And I've been in love with the Jets ever since. Uh, it felt really good being right that day. Um, and I've just remained a loyal fan ever since. But yeah, grew up in New Jersey. Um, wind up moving to Florida uh, after playing a little bit of uh, basketball at Rutgers. Uh, then joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> and uh I actually just got out of the Marine Corps about two and a half years ago. And I've been watching you guys. Like one of the things about being in the military, man, like there's no way of getting Jets news when you're not in the tri-state area. So a lot of the news I used to get about like the New York Jets draft, like what we were going to do was from you guys. You know what I'm saying? You, Green Bean, um, uh, you guys were my source for Jets news, right? So 
<laughs> I've been told by the wife for a long time and a couple of my friends, like, you always have a strong opinion about the Jets. You should get in front of a camera. You could do this stuff. And I thought to myself, nah, not my realm, not my realm. And uh, about a, six months ago, seven months ago, the wife finally just said, you know what, you need to shut up or put up. Either you get in front of the camera, you're out of the Marine Corps now, you don't got to worry about, you know what I'm saying, other Marines or, or the command saying you can't say this or do that on film. You've got no excuse. And so I said, all right, I jumped in front of the camera, did my first video, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. So it's it's been great, right? I was not expecting when I started this about seven, eight months ago to have the opportunity to get in like with you guys, the guys that I watched <laughs> that got me thinking I could probably, you know what I'm saying, you know, start doing a couple of channels here and there. So it's an honor, man. It's an honor. So yeah, that's how I got into the game as a Jets fan and how I became also a content creator. That makes me feel really good. That's awesome that you were, you know, in the military, able to get your jet information through through a community like this. Mm-hmm. And now you're a part of our community. And it's just it's awesome. The, the jet YouTube content sphere for for the, the creators and the, the community that we've built is just absolutely awesome. So we are lucky to have you here. Um, so without you, further ado, let, let's do a little uh, little jet uh, conversation here. I want to hear your thoughts on our young star, or maybe not star, depending on how you feel about him. What do you think about Zach Wilson and how he's performed to this point so far? Zach Wilson, I'm not going to lie to you, was was not my first choice when we first drafted this kid. Um, he kind of rose through the ranks a little bit, obviously, during the draft process. And when you started watching the tape, I think the majority of us kind of fell in love with what this kid could do. Real special arm, right? But I think we all kind of knew like we were going to have to see what he's about based off of the co- level of competition he faced, you know, playing at Utah. Um, but I, I think, or at BYU, I think what ultimately boiled down to is I think a lot of us had high hopes. I don't think there was a lot of individuals who were like, oh, this is him, he's the guy, but we all had high hopes because that level of arm talent literally can translate into elite play in the NFL. I got to admit, in the beginning of the season, I made a video saying that the <laughs> the way that he ended the season last year had me feeling good. You know what I'm saying? We we kind of went to it. We came back. He limited uh, a lot of the turnovers after the injury. He seemed like the game slowed down a little bit for him. And I felt this year with more talent around him, um, second year in the system, we were going to see him light it up. I actually made a prediction video where Zach Wilson was going to break the all-time passing record for, for uh, passing touchdowns and passing yards. Um Needless to say, I was I was definitely uh, uh, incorrect in my assumption. But at the end of the day, one of the things I was keen on for this season was wanted to see progress with the team and to know that we had the quarterback. What, what wanted to know what we had in the quarterback in Zach Wilson. Now, granted, what I was hoping we had was a star in the making, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, we got our answer. We know exactly what he is uh, right now. It doesn't look like he's a starter in the NFL, which is a uh, Frustrating for us, because we're kind of like back, obviously, at the drawing board for the quarterback position. But Zach Wilson is disappointing. It is disappointing to see him not be able to kind of put it all together mentally um, to match that physical, the physical ability that he's been gifted with. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he can turn it around and become a serviceable backup down the road. But for now, we we know he's probably not going to amount to that number two overall pick. Yeah, it's tough, right? When you're compared to Jamarcus Russell in your statistics, that's usually not a, a very yeah. good thing to see. Um, yeah, Russ, like for me, Zach Wilson, I, the the play that hurt me the most that season, not not I'm not talking about any of the years Zach played. I'm talking about the punt return that Braden Mann tackled the Rams kick returner on that we lost Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. on. That will forever haunt us as Jet fans. But look, Zach Wilson, when I, I, I feel like, People give Joe Douglas a ton of shit 
for the Zach Wilson pick in particular and, you know, obviously mm-hmm. the 2020 draft and whatnot. But for me, I feel like I can sit back and I could say, look, there's there's what knowledge you had at the time. And I think yep. you can make the right pick and the pick busts. And I think you can make the wrong pick and it's a bust. For me, Zach Wilson was not the wrong pick at the time. He's just busted out as far as a player goes. Now, you know, he could turn around. Who knows? We, we learned a little bit earlier this offseason that uh, apparently LaFleur or the scouts thought that, you know, he should sit for two years. We wound up playing him. And now there's like this whole like, did we handle him the right way? And, you know, there's there's probably a long shot for him to, to work out at this point. But who knows? Maybe he sits for a little bit. He has the little uh, Alex Smith type, you know, take his lumps early and then maybe he kicks it into gear. What do you think? You think he can uh, turn it around? Yeah. And for me, I'm not in in the boat of I'm just giving up on Zach Wilson either. I'm I'm in that 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 five percent chance he might be something uh, viable in the NFL. Um, can he be an an, an all star quarterback in, in the league, an all pro quarterback in the league? Probably not. Can he be a Pro Bowl quarterback in the league? Probably not. But can he be a serviceable starter? Could he be a serviceable backup? That's very po- possible in my in my opinion, in terms of the realm of possibility, when you have that level of arm talent in an individual, like that's God-given. That's God-given, blessed arm talent that this kid has. His ability to go ahead and put it all together mentally, I feel like with enough reps, maybe sitting behind somebody and learning for a little while for the game to slow down for him, he might become somebody we can depend on down the road. But I do not want to see Zach Wilson taking a single meaningful snap for the Jets next season uh, at all, <laughs> not in any capacity. Uh, I think for a whole season, just sit back, learn the game, understand it. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk <laughs> for the following season, uh, however things end up next year. So that's a good segue. I want to talk about our possible new quarterback that's coming and We got a few different options here. It seems like the most likely appear to be Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, uh, but a few options across the board. What are your thoughts on the Jets quarterback hunt? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, and and I got I got to say this, uh, I'm I'm really probably high or, or big on the fact that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be our next quarterback. There, there's just something about this whole process, this whole ordeal that that I believe that our our Joe or, or, or Coach Sala has already talked to the Packers, and the only decision that's wait, we waiting on now is if Aaron Rodgers is playing next year or not. Too many things have kind of like uh, fallen in place to make this the year that they move on from Rodgers. You already heard Rodgers talk about he's not trying to be a part of a rebuild. Uh, the Packers have already stated they're not looking to trade him anywhere in the NFC. The Oakland Raiders have just now bowed out as being somebody who could potentially go after Aaron Rodgers. So everything seems to be lining up, right? We've got Nathaniel Hackett as our offensive coordinator. In the last decade, Aaron Rodgers' two best seasons were under him as an OC. There's just too many pieces. Like, whether there's smoke, there's fire. And I think that if Aaron Rodgers decides to play football next year, it's going to be wearing our version of green, uh, Vice Green Bay. But that's that's my number one option mm-hmm. is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I, I think the Rodgers stuff makes a ton of sense, specifically because he's, you know, by and away the best quarterback we can get uh, for the right now, like without having to give up all the picks and everything for Lamar. I think Lamar is a fantastic option, but it's just banana milk. Banana land <laughs> as far as the money and picks yes. go. Um, and the injury yeah. concerns, but at least with Rogers, and I think there's a, almost a goal, right? Like when you look at Carr, you look at Rogers, you say, okay, we want to redshirt Zach all of next year, regardless of if Rogers plays two years or one year plan is to rest Zach all next year. I think you look at Rogers. He's played, I think it was every game, the last four or five seasons Carr, 142 of 144. That's kind of clearly the message that they're sending to me. I do think yeah. that Rogers makes the most sense. And I, I think, like you said, 
like a lot of chips are falling into place. And I know it's like, oh, well, Nathaniel Hackett, you know, was over in Denver last year. Why didn't Rodgers follow him there? Why did he sign the big extension in Green Bay? And, you know, there, for me, I think the two most likely situations are he wants to go. Well, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is he's going to come out of his thing. We're going to hear about tomorrow. I think I think it's going to be on the Pat McAfee show is when we find out he's mm-hmm. going to want to play again. And he's going to say, I want to play for the Green Bay Packers because he wants to be loved by Green Bay. And then Green Bay is going to say, ooh, yeah, you know, we got this guy Jordan Love that we traded up for in the first round to get, and you're 39 years old, and we have to pay you $60 million. So, like, are you sure you don't want to play anywhere else right now? (laughs) And then it's going to be, like, this whole pissing match back and forth. And then I hope the Jets don't wait too long that, like, you know, we, we, you know, get left without a quarterback here. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how Rodgers handles it, how Green Bay handles it, because I think there's – I think Green Bay would be more willing to trade Rodgers – then Rodgers is willing to accept a trade, if that makes sense. Like, I think he he values the idea of his whole career in Green Bay, but I think he understands if there's one spot to extend his legacy, winning a Super Bowl anywhere is probably not going to add too much to his legacy as in, like, the second chip, but winning one in New York, that's something special. Facts. Facts. I, I, for me, I, I I agree in that component. I do believe that it's one of two options. Either Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to come back and he wants to stay in Green Bay, um, mm-hmm. or he's going to be a New York Jet. And the only reason why I do believe that that push might be coming from Green Bay more so than from Aaron Rodgers. And I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. I'm okay with it. I, I don't care how he gets here. Uh, I saw somebody in the chat talk about, like, you know, he'd be worth the wait. And there is some concern about potentially losing out on, on a Derek Carr if we wait too long. But in mm-hmm. all actuality, Derek Carr had good things to say about, you know, his visit with the Jets. David Carr had good things to say about his visit to the New York Jets. Um, I, I kind of think as we're seeing more and more opportunities kind of like fade away because we know the Panthers are no longer in play for Derek Carr. We know the Saints are no longer in play for Derek Carr. You know the Raiders aren't going to go ahead and bring Derek Carr back. You know, are the um, Saints no longer in play? I didn't I didn't know they weren't. Yeah, no, nah, there was it was passed a little bit ago. Their financial ramification right now for them it's almost impossible. They're, they're, mm-hmm. They'd have to because their cap space, right? They'd have to free up the cap space. They just can't afford to bring them on. Um, so They've it's done such a crazy job the last bit. few years with like Breeze. They, and like, they were like seventy six million yeah. under the ca- over the cap at one point and, <laughs> last yeah, year. I was they're, like, they, they made me start believing maybe the cap is not real. I was like, maybe the I'm, cap isn't real. Maybe we're all. It's not real. I'm fully on board. It's not real. <laughs> you can when when the Bills signed Von Miller to that loaded roster. I was like, screw it, screw it, don't care. Sign two quarterbacks. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all fake. But now, I, I think we're going to have one of these two guys uh, in our locker room soon. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about Aaron Rodgers, you're talking about, you know, Super Bowl contender. When you talk about Derek mm-hmm. Carr, we're definitely playoff contenders. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a big difference. When you're talking about the AFC, you you want somebody you kind of feel comfortable going toe-to-toe with the likes of a Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Um, we've got a gauntlet of, of stud quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, mm-hmm. I think somebody like an Aaron Rodgers gives you the best chance to kind of like go toe-to-toe with those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, Derek Carr ain't no slouch. You know, he's been a top 12, top 13 quarterback in the league since he came into the league. So he would definitively be the best quarterback we've had on our roster since uh, I I couldn't even begin to tell you how long. Right. So um, either one is going to be a great addition to this roster. But Aaron Rodgers, just, I'm telling you, it, it hits different. Not to mention my wife's a Packers fan. So it'll be kind of fun to have her see uh, her quarterback play for the Jets for the next couple of years. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I mean, that's what gets me like I'm sort of like I can wrap my head around Aaron Rodgers, like all time great quarterback, 
four to one touchdown interception ratio, Zach's idol, which I think is very, very huge in this whole discussion as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's part of me that feels like Salah might almost prefer to have Carr with him as opposed to like Rodgers, who may be a little opinionated. I get the feeling like I've heard a lot of Packers fans say they're not too thrilled with how Rodgers skipped offseason programs last year. Like, I feel like if Rodgers is to come here, we have to get a full commitment. Like, I do not want half-ass Aaron Rodgers on $60 million a year. Like, that that scares me. And I think when it's weird to say this, but I, I, I almost got the feeling of like, the sauce versus Kayvon Thibodeau pick last year where it was like, okay, Thibodeau's like the need at the perceived more valuable position at edge rusher. But sauce just like, it feels like the right fit. And like, for me, when I'm looking at Rodgers, I'm looking at Carr, I'm like, man, Carr is still hungry for a ring. Like, I don't, I feel like that yeah. guy is going to give us 110%. Like my heart tells me I want Derek Carr, but my head tells me like, yo, Rodgers is going to give you 45 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Carr is going to give you 25 and 10 which like still might get us into the playoffs and go pretty deep. But yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm so torn at this point. I, I'm happy with either one, but I think it's different things. And it's almost like Rodgers is like the play for Rodgers is almost about a longer term um, success than maybe just the two years because of what could happen with Zach. Like you, the idea is Rodgers for two years, Zach for 10. And I guess if you sign Carr, you're probably thinking, you know, I get the feeling Carr might sign a lower deal than we're expecting. Like, I think it might be a three-year deal where it's two years of, like, let's go for a ring, and then the third year is, like, crazy high, so it's a matter of, like, okay, the Jets are either holding on to Zach or they're cutting Carr at age 33. Right. If he winds up coming on a shorter deal, then it could be two years of either quarterback and then 10 years of Zach. And I think that is the best, like, Hail Mary type of situation because I think Zach does provide the most athletic upside to compete with a Mahomes, uh, to compete with a Burrow, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, things of that nature. Even if it's a long shot, I mean, we got to pay him for the next year and a half. Uh, We got to pay him for the next two years, but we got a year and a half before we have to decide on his fifth year option. And you can definitely grade a guy behind the scenes for a year and a half. I have no problem. You know, his trade value is at an all time low. I think getting rid of him at this point Mm -hmm. would be far more detrimental than holding on to him and seeing what the upside could potentially be. Facts. I, I don't think Zach Wilson is going anywhere. I think Zach's going to be on this roster next season. Um, mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I didn't think about that. You're right, though, in regards to the Derek Carr concept. I I thought this. I thought if it's Aaron Rodgers, we're going to see Zach Wilson play again for the New York Jets. I think it would be two years mm-hmm. of Aaron Rodgers doing his thing. He decides to retire. Hey, Zach, you've had two years to learn from your idol, your mentor, one of the GOATs. You need to get your shit together. Let's get you out there and go ahead and see what you can do. I, I could see that being the case. Whereas with Carr... In my head, I've been thinking he's going to want a three to four year deal minimum, um, which would literally put us out of the conversation of wanting to keep Zach around, especially when when Carr is asking like, hey, what's going on with Zach Wilson if I come mm-hmm. here to be you know, a New York Jet? So I'm thinking that there could be a chance where Zach is traded. He gets some he gets some some preseason mm-hmm. playing time. Uh, he might get the opportunity to go ahead and, and get into a game because we're blowing the team out just so we can get some good stuff on tape to kind of up that that trade value. We've seen Joe mm-hmm. Douglas work miracles <laughs> tra- for uh, trading for picks. Um, oh yeah, i.e. the Sam Darnold trade. So it, it wouldn't be beyond me to see him doing the same thing with Zach. But now that you said that about about Carr coming in on a two year deal, I mean we could well, think we could about still it. If the we- same conversation. Yeah, like, like I think the Jets could have had a conversation with Carr saying like, hey, look, you know, we're clearly trying to weigh all our options. We have invested a ton of, you know, you know, assets into this number two overall pick. We like this is our plan A, you know, for sure. And if you were to come here, we think you can, 
be a Hall of Fame quarterback with us. The plan would still be, you know, this kid is, you know, hopefully for the next 10 years. We think, you know, the world of you. I, I do think Carr could sign, and I think it would be to Carr's benefit. Like to me, my first video actually, when I created a channel was the Jets should sign Kirk Cousins. And it's gonna be a five or six year deal. It's gonna be, you know, at the time heavily front loaded because we had no one to pay and, you know, you'd have lighter cap hits on the back end. But I, I was so wrapped up in this, like, oh, he wants a six-year fully guaranteed deal. Like, I don't care. Pay him. Who, who gives a hoot? And then he signs a three-year fully guaranteed deal. I was like, why would he do that? And it's because the quarterback position is so safe from, like, an injury perspective for the most part that if you're a quarterback, like, if I'm Danny Dimes, I'm playing on the franchise tag. Oh, you're not going to sign me for what I want again? Hit me again with the tag. I'll play on the tag all day, and then I'll get a fully guaranteed contract when I hit free agency. So, like, when I'm sort of envisioning it with Carr... If you were a quarterback that has played in 142 of 144 games and you want to to set yourself up to have success, you're, you're now signing your fourth contract. I think it's less important that he maxes everything out like it is with maybe a Lamar Jackson who hasn't had the monster contract yet. I think Carr is less about the money, which I think we kind of see in any way with like the $35 million asking point, but also like the cap is going to blow up in the next year or two. So if the Jets go yeah. to Carr and say, hey, look, we want to sign you for what you want for these next two years with a massive third year. Like we're, we're talking $100 million for a third year. Like screw it, whatever. It's like some insane number that you're never going to see. But it's going to put us in a situation where we now have to cut you and you become a free agent again at 33 or we extend you at the new market rate so you get a brand new contract at 33 years old and now you're our quarterback for the next four and now he becomes the bridge quarterback in the event you decide in the next year and a half that Zach is not the guy. So like, I think Carr and Rodgers are both, I think they could both take lower year count deals and it would make sense for both of them. Like, I, I mean, if, if Carr wants the, the five or six year deal and he's, you know, and someone's going to give it to him, sure. But I think he had, I think he understands the most likely chance for him to win is through us. And I think part of it is why he came here to visit us first as well. Like, because we had that phone call to the Raiders and there was no trade, you know, imminent. So there, he wasn't able to talk to us. So I think there's almost like a mutual respect between Carr and the Jets. Like, hey, they tried to get me and they couldn't get me. So I, I don't know. I just, I, I find myself really fascinated with Carr. Right. I don't know. I ain't gonna lie. I, I did not. I did not. In my scenarios, scenarios looked at it in that light, but mm -hmm. it hold it holds so much weight. I'm like, man, you're right. Mm -hmm. Why not go on a shorter term deal? You're 33, 34 years old, still young enough to get another big deal. Mm -hmm. Especially if you come here to the Jets and you're winning, we're we're gonna pay to uh -huh. keep you, or someone's gonna pay to take you away. Like that's just. I didn't think about that. That's that's. I think Man, it's likely. Okay. That, I that, really that, do. Like, it's, if it's it not Rodgers, I think it that's makes the still more sense to be more likely. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think you're right. It makes more sense I, from the professional it, stance yeah, to go and that it might route. Be, it, it may be a contract that, it, like, it provides the wow factor. Like, I could see a five-year, $200 million deal. So, so, like, the Raiders are like, oh, my God, I can't believe Carr got that much money. And then, the, it, you know, the media cycle is like, ah, this is ridiculous. But it's going to end up being like a – you know, three year, $115 million deal with like silly numbers yeah. in like the back half. What about back like end. that next like tier? Like, let's say Rogers goes back to green Bay or retires car says, Hey, you know, I use the jets as leverage. I got my, my increase, you know, here from the, you know, the NFC South. What's your next option after these two? Well, once those guys are, are gone, I'm hearing a lot of conversations about Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Daniel Jones, 
And for me, I don't, I don't want to do anything to do with Jimmy Jimmy G. We've already seen what it looks like when your quarterback is injured and can't play, how de- detrimental that can be. Um, mm-hmm. Jimmy G terrifies me. He terrifies me. This is a guy that you know we've seen um, do good things in, in, the, in the league. Like he's he's a game manager, maybe slightly better than a game manager. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he only he's only averaging eight games. I'm sorry, no, nine and a half games uh, over the last six seasons or something like that. It's, he's played one full season. Uh, that's terrifying to me to bring that man in and, and who's going to back him up. Zach Wilson, that we're, we're already saying we don't want to see touch the field next year. So people are going to hang me for saying this. They're going to they're gonna think I'm crazy. But I've, I'm a big fan of Jacoby Brissett or Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew coming in here if we miss out on Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, um, Ryan Tannehill, and or a um, – no, I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Carson Wentz just, just hit the market too, which – is intriguing yeah, to me, but it's something tells me there's something. <laughs> I don't something, like them. <laughs> it's interesting. There's that's the word. It's, it's, it's interesting, interesting, but I don't. Like but I just four teams and four seasons, man. Like something, something mm-hmm. doesn't smell right. Something does not yep. smell right. So that worries me a little bit. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Gardner Mitchell and Jacoby Brissett. I've been adamant on, on talking about if Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett was our quarterback uh, this past season with his stats, we would have won the AFC East. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about not even close. Statistically speaking, if we had the production of Jacoby Brissett on the Jets this season, the New York Jets are AFC East champions. So we we have a roster that I think can go ahead and mitigate a lot of the issues we've seen via the offensive line, via the horrible quarterback play. Imagine bringing somebody that can actually just play competent football, how much that can go ahead and change the game. Now, I'm not saying Jacoby's taking us to the Super Bowl, but Jacoby could take us to a playoff game. Um, and is it a win? It's it's an upgrade. <laughs> Sad to say, but it would still be an upgrade <laughs> to what we have on the roster. But I would, I would consider it a failure uh, if we did not bring in the likes of uh, for me, it's Rodgers, Carr. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Tannehill. People think I'm crazy, but I'm a fan of Tannehill, uh, bringing mm-hmm. him in as well. Uh, if we miss out on those guys, then we're, we're talking, in my opinion, it's got to be Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew purely based off of the upside mm-hmm. of what he could potentially do because we saw him with the Jaguars, mm-hmm. with a chaotic roster, do some pretty impressive things. People are, are, are saying they would never want him on there. That dude did, did work with very limited resources uh, when he was – um with the Jags so I would not mind seeing him come here uh and throw with with, with a roster around him with town around him mm-hmm. see what he can really do uh, with the starting role well it, Gardner Minshew is an interesting one and the the only reason I feel like he may not be an option is because of that upside like I feel like he might be able to go to another team and like show the upside like we're here I mean I, we'd move on from from Zach Wilson if we found the right quarterback but I, I don't know if Minshew's like age and and status in the league is necessarily secure enough um for the coaching staff like I don't know if like if Salah is in hot water right now like if he's going to roll the dice on that type of, of move but I love the upside because could you imagine a, a better situation to bring in uh a, I don't say a down and out quarterback but you, you're stuck behind a, you know a horrible team in Jacksonville you wind up getting traded because Jacksonville wound up selecting a generational prospect in Trevor Lawrence. And now you get to prove your shot over in Philly and you're stuck behind an MVP caliber Jalen Hurts. <laughs> like, it's not like this guy was bad. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. It's just kind yes. of a weird situation. I, I love Gardner Minshew. I really do. I think he he was my number five quarterback on my top five list that I had. Um, I, yeah. I think I just wrapped my, my wrapping my head around. It's a little hard, I think, for him to like end up here. I was salty. 
personally, I was salty when I realized he got given away to the Eagles for nothing mm -hmm. when we could have obviously used him um, on our roster. I was a little salty about that miss by Joe Douglas. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm with you, man. Like this, this is the guy that literally, unfortunately for him, generational talent, like you just said, and Trevor Lawrence, and then Jalen Hurts decides he's MVP caliber uh, quarterback now, right? And so what can you do? Like when those are the guys ahead of you, um, it limits your opportunities. So, I mean, hey, Gardner Mitchell could come in there like the Kurt Warner type, you know what I'm saying? Given the opportunity, just takes the reins and run with it. But you're right. In this situation, I do think that if Gardner Minshew comes in, I don't know how confident uh, the coaching staff or the GM would feel. Because even though they're not saying it, there's a mandate. They're not going to say it out mm -hmm. loud, but those guys are in hot water. They understand they've got to go ahead and produce this season. Um or they're they're potentially gone, and I'm I'm I will tell you this: I am not a fan of that. I think uh, mm -hmm. we should see them both write out the remainder of their contracts. Agreed. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if if Woody decided to just chop heads next year if we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I'd be pretty upset. I feel like I feel pretty strongly that Joe Douglas is the best GM at least since I've been alive, and. I, I really like Robert Sala. I think for the first time in a very long time, the Jets are a desirable location for free agents. You have guys that want to play for Robert Sala. Like, that should not be taken lightly. And I think we do have the right guys in the room. I mean, we just had the best draft class in the NFL this past year and one of the best in <laughs> yeah. the history of the league. Like, yes. we clearly got, like, something right. <laughs> we should not be throwing this out. I would rather, you know, Sala and Douglas get another crack at quarterback and, like, know it's an issue and then like figure it out like down the line like i don't i don't want to try and roll the dice 100%. on getting another adam gase or a, a mike mccagnon like idzik nope we got the right guys no i know no. everyone wants change but i'm not about it you you mentioned ryan Tannehill, and I, the when i first heard his name i wanted to throw up in my mouth and then when i heard it you know a little <laughs> bit later on i'm like okay maybe as a coping mechanism i'm, I'm trying to justify this right now but I can understand if the mindset is we want to redshirt Zach next year. Then I think you can look at someone like a Tannehill, someone like a Carr, someone like a Rodgers. Jimmy G is the piece that kind of doesn't sort of fit for me. Like he's always injured. I understand the skill set and the familiarity with Robert Sala. But if I'm yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and I just got my ass, you know, out of San Francisco, I'm, they were trying to trade me for two and a half years. Why would I want to go back to another San Francisco guy? Why wouldn't I go to the guy that didn't want to trade me to San Francisco and go to the, the Raiders and now all of a sudden they can draft their, you know, heir apparent to him. Jimmy G can be the quarterback for two, three years. Um, so I guess that's sort of where I, I'm like moving all these little chess pieces around and then I start panicking. I'm like, okay, car goes to the South, uh, Rogers retires, uh, uh, Tannehill winds up restructuring, staying in Tennessee, and um, who am I missing? I'm just, I just uh, Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the to the Raiders, and now we're like, now we're on that Brissett Minshew sort of <laughs> timeline, and I'm like, oh no, I like I like Jacoby Brissett. I I feel like once you get below the Tannehill level of quarter, maybe not even below the Tannehill level, it might be at the same level because I I think Brissett can provide you at least what. Uh, Tannehill can with the upside of like being very stable in a chaotic environment. Like I really like Brissett yes. for that. The fact that he put up with all the bullshit in Cleveland this past year, yep. like he's been through Indianapolis. Like I, I, I do like him as an option in like a panic move. Um, I don't think there's any way Lamar Jackson ends up in the AFC East. I know like yeah. people were saying like, if he, if he, if they use the non-exclusive tag on him and you only have to give up two firsts for him, 
then it becomes a matter of, okay, you have to one, beat the other firsts that are in front of you. So that you're talking Carolina, Atlanta. Atlanta already gave up the picks, already gave up the, the money to go get Watson last year. The only reason they didn't get him is because Watson wanted his contract fully guaranteed in the event he was convicted. The Browns offered that, the Falcons did not. So I think the Falcons are primed to go make a push for Lamar Jackson. Uh, and then if you were to say like, okay, the Jets have lost out on everyone, we have to go get Lamar Jackson. What do we do? Well, now you're talking about signing a contract way higher than whatever the Falcons would have wanted. Like, that, like that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to yeah. have to like really beat him out. So for me, I think if I were the Ravens, I would go the exclusive tag and then I would allow him to negotiate with teams and then trade him okay. as opposed to offering – he's going to fetch way more than two first-round picks. You'd be stupid to lose him for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. I'm, I'm, I'm not in the boat that Lamar Jackson is going to be a Jet. I, I did enjoy mm. the ride for about you know that that three week window where it was being discussed, <laughs> and I mean, that that came to a realization real fast. It's just not going to happen. Uh, there, there's talks that him and the Ravens are a hundred million dollars apart, which, which to me sounds insane. That He's sounds already like two years. passed up on what? Like that sounds like I, I, yeah, I'm two I'm, years. I, I think it's I think it's they want to give him three. He yeah. wants five. He wants five. And in all actuality, look, the Baltimore Ravens are an extremely well-run organization. They really are. And mm. if those guys are not willing to commit to a franchise player that was a unanimous MVP just a couple of years ago, there is something mm. they know that we should be weary of. And mm -hmm. that, to me, is when I started to sit back and kind of really think about it as much as I would love to see Lamar Jackson wearing gang green. Wait a minute. This is a really well-run organization, and they're not willing to commit to him to make him – a a he's tw he's young 26 years old he's not old yeah. and they don't want to go no. ahead and commit to so they know something that i think the majority don't know um mm -hmm. and they're not going to let it out because why it would only hurt his trade value but that to me spoke volumes and i think the mm -hmm. lamar jackson thing i'm good i'm good if if the ravens mm -hmm. don't think that their franchise guy that they, they've gone to the playoffs with three out of the last four years is is good enough for them something's mm -hmm. telling me that there's there's something more that we don't know about so lamar actually terrifies me as much as it would be fun to have him be a Jet, uh, something that we don't know about kind of terrifies me. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the whole thought process of Joe Douglas coming from Baltimore, having some inside connections and not wanting to make the move, specifically, like you mentioned, because Baltimore is a smart organization. They always make the right moves. And then yeah. passing on the quarterback, that yeah. that doesn't pass the sniff test to me. So no. when <laughs> I'm at looking all. at Lamar, that's like, like the only way I like remotely get to the Lamar thing in my head is like, if you honestly believe that the Jets were a quarterback away and like we're going to win in the next two years, then it's like, OK, maybe you pull the trigger on something like Lamar. But I just I'm not as concerned with the injuries, I think. I think he does want to throw from the pocket a little bit more. But I think, like I said, he's going to Atlanta. And I think that the Ravens are going to wind up drafting his replacement in Anthony Richardson at number eight, just in front of Carolina. I think that's – Richardson's going to be the one guy this draft that I think skyrockets upwards. He might go – I could see him, like, blow up the combine and, like, go one overall. Like, that's the type of player I think I could see out of him. Really? See, I, I do. Uh, I think I've been he's doing really, a lot of mock drafts, and he keeps falling to, like, round two. And, like, I'm not going to lie to you. Ooh. I've grabbed him a couple of times in round two just because, yeah. right? I would. But – I don't think he's. I don't I think mean, we should. <laughs> but like, I, if he falls, you'd no, be stupid to fall that far. If he falls like that, it'd be. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Mike Shafts were just being ridiculous. But mm. that's a very good take. Seeing them jump ahead and, and picking them up, mm. it makes sense. You wouldn't have to change the offense much, except 
some are actually saying that Anthony is, is a better thrower of the football, which he's a project. If you look at him, he's, he's a product yeah. to me. So I, I find it hard to believe that you can say that, you know, looking at him, well, at this stage, you know, of Lamar's career, he's, he's a better thrower. Where are you seeing that from? Like, I don't, mm. uh, I, I get the, the athletic upside. I understand that. I see it. But in all actuality, I've gotten to that point. I, I was one of those guys who used to love watching Mike Vick play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was fun watching freaking the uh, Mike Vick play, just run around, just do all kinds of chaotic things. Lamar Jackson had some fun doing it. But I'm realizing more and more that in the NFL, those aren't the guys winning Super Bowls. The Mike mm-hmm. Vicks aren't winning Super Bowls. The RG3s aren't winning Super Bowls, right? Like the, it just – the way they play – it, it's not sustainable in the league. And mm-hmm. these guys aren't freaking built to take hits. They weren't taking them in high school. They weren't taking them in college. Coming to the NFL, taking them, it's obviously breaking them. Um, and that, to me, has made me kind of like fall back a little bit. Like, man, I'm, I'm all about the, the, the dual guy who's going to sit in the – like a Zach Wilson. He can run, mm-hmm. but he doesn't depend on his legs to make plays, right? Um, mm-hmm. Guys like that, like Trevor Lawrence, he can run, but he'd rather throw the ball. Like those guys – Patrick Mahomes, those are the guys right now who are, are mm. going to be potentially – well, not, not Zach Wilson. I was just referring to his play style. I, mean, let me make sure I, <laughs> I know where you're going that. with this. <laughs> but it's, it's the yeah, hope, like, the, right? The Ten style. years from now, maybe. It's, it's the, yeah, the hope, exactly. He has the athletic <laughs> profile to be able to run but prefers to throw. That's what I'm referring to. <laughs> yes, of course, but, um, of course. The guys who, who want to go ahead and, and, and run first, man, like they just – I don't think it's possible. And, and, I'm, and I'm, a, again, mm. huge fan of, of – mm-hmm. Of the Michael Vick. When I was playing Madden, I used to create myself. Oh, yeah. I had the Madden 04. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> well, PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Just getting it. Getting it. Hit stick. Oh, but love it. Unfortunately, <laughs> those guys don't hit. They, they don't they, they don't have the long careers necessary, and they don't win championships when it matters. So I'm okay on Lamar, man. And it, it's I'm, I'm, I don't even think in any scenario, really, where I would mm-hmm. feel comfortable saying, yeah, let's go for Lamar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we would have fun watching him play on Sundays. We would. Um, mm. The injury thing, I don't think really concerns me too much either. I just think mm. when things get sporadic and he wants to depend on his legs, a lot of defensive have, have defenses have kind of figured out the Lamar Jackson mentality. And that's just – in the AFC East, man, you're going up against Buffalo. You're going up against the Patriots. These are guys who understand defensive schemes. Um, now we got the Miami Dolphins. They just got uh, Vic um, – Vic Fangio. The Vic, Vic, thank you. Vic Fangio. Fangio. Like, yeah. We're about to see some Im- improved defenses in the AFC East. Um, mm. so that's six games right there, right? That I, and, and I just want somebody that can go ahead and dice you up from the pocket and run when they need to vice, vice versa, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's totally fair. There's a lot of things to, to be concerned about. The one thing that does sort of fascinate me is like the Justin Fields thing. Like, like he clearly is not quite there as a thrower yet but he is lethal on the ground with his legs. And there's part of me that feels like, based on how we're seeing some successive quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, um, Lamar Jackson, is there uh, like that switch? We we always talk about the NFL being a pendulum and the NFL has gone so speed heavy and wide receiver fast and quick speed everything. Now I wonder if we're starting to get that flip back to like heavy run the ball offenses where you can have like, okay, now that undersized linebacker that would have been the size of a safety at one point is now no match for this running back. That's about to knock your teeth in. So like, could you, can you see like a, 
you know, a getting away from the small ball side of things to almost catch defenses off guard moving forward. Like, is there like Chip Kelly tried to do it? I think he tried to do like the two quarterback system. And there's almost like a magic that could happen. Like if you're relying on athletic upside, just rolling the dice on the most athletic freak that can throw the ball for five years on a rookie contract and just wash, rinse, repeat each year might not be the craziest because it puts so much pressure on a defense. I just don't know if if you're going to find like the thrower that's going to have that because I think those quarterbacks will eventually wind up going higher in the draft because of that. This is true. And, and I think one thing I will say this, I, I, I made a comment about it. I tweeted about it, actually. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson means Garrett Wilson will have to worry no more about double teams. Elijah Moore will mm-hmm. have to worry about no double teams. Our Titans will be free. Our Brees Hall will have to worry. You, you have to put a spy on a guy like Lamar Jackson. It opens up a lot for the offensive weapons because, hey, if Lamar runs, mm-hmm. he's going to get a first down. But we can force him to throw the ball. Like you, you have to put a spy on him, which arguably makes everybody else better and those throwing lanes a little bit wider for Lamar. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I would cry if we got Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but the bank account would cry. What, what saying, he's just like, no, yeah, 250, yeah, gone. Yeah, it's all an escrow. It, yeah, I mean, we, we we would be hamstrung for a while, $250 million. Just, it, it is what it is. But we'd have, we'd have fun watching football on Sundays. And Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. does give you an opportunity to win games. And that that's a fact. I just mm-hmm. I just don't know if I'm ready to say like he's he's gonna beat a Joe Burrow. I don't know if I can say he's gonna beat a Patrick Mahomes. I mean hell, I don't know if I can say he could beat a Josh Allen. Josh Allen is that that dual running style running back, but he's a he's built different. That dude is big for no reason, um, and he knows how to use his body as well as that cannon for an arm. So when you look at the comparisons, man, that, and I think that's where I'm looking at the AFC. Like in the NFC, I think Lamar will eat. He'll feast. He'll probably be the top quarterback in the NFC. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're in the AFC. And it's it's like the gauntlet of quarterbacks in the AFC. And that's when I look at it, I'm like, man, give me the cerebral guy with the arm talent in an Aaron Rodgers. Give me the cerebral guy with the arm talent of a Derek Carr. I think you, you, we have better of a chance of being sustainable and competing. Um, man, but Lamar would be fun to watch, though, on Sundays. There's no offense or buts about that. Lamar would definitely be fun to watch <laughs> on Sundays. I would think we would have at least 10 passing touchdowns from our starting quarterback if that were the case. Uh, It's been a little bit of time, a little bit of time since then. (laughs) Kevin drops in. Kevin says, with the 13th pick, the New York Jets select Bijan Robinson. Kevin, I'm going to kick you in the taint. Not going to (laughs) happen. If we take a running back in the first round, I'm going to go on a baby punching rampage. It's not happening. Um, No, I, uh, uh, Sorry, that got me so thrown off. Thanks, Kev. Um, all right, <laughs> guys, we're going to start doing some phone call questions right now. I just put in the live chat, there's a little link to uh, how to call into the show. I see some people calling in as we go right here. So just take your time. As you know, you guys get a three-minute timer after three minutes. That's it! You're out of here! That's right. You get the chicken. So first up, we've got... From State Farm, Jake, how you doing tonight? Good evening, guys. How you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, Jake, how you doing? Hey, um, Gunny, nice to meet you. Listen, I'm, I'm very confused by your argument. You make this whole case about why Lamar shouldn't come here, which I agree. I want nothing. I don't want him here. But now you're saying you want him. So I, I can you kind of explain this to me again? Because I'm a little lost. No, 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 me, no. Or, me or Gunny? I don't want Lamar. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, wait, who? Me or 
or Ryan? You did. Yeah, you did. You still no, said I mean, you wanted Lamar. Wait, no, 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 no. You'd be excited for said. Lamar. Excited I, I, for I, Lamar I, I and want Lamar. I said <laughs> I wouldn't cry if Lamar winds up being the guy. Right? I'm gonna still mm-hmm. be excited to watch Lamar play on Sundays. No, I don't want Lamar. I don't think Lamar gives us the best chance to, in my opinion, win a Super Bowl, which is what the whole point is. If, if, if you watch the NFL, if you're a fan of, the, of, the, of any team, your goal is to watch your, your team hoist the Lombardi. I don't think Lamar is that guy, so I don't want him. But if some reason that's where the Jets go, I'm not going to cry that we have Lamar Jackson as our quarterback because at the very least we're going to have some fun Sundays to watch football. But no, I don't want him. I was just stating that I wouldn't cry if he winds up being the guy. But to me, I still think that's just not a good argument because the bottom line is, is if you pay him that kind of guaranteed money and he gets hurt, which let's face it, he can't stay healthy for a whole season. He cannot do that. So I'm not I'm not I'm not in the business now to be going after flashy players because Vic 2.0, which is what Lamar is, is about entertainment and tickets. Maybe that is what Woody Johnson's about because that's he is pretty much about that. He's about show. But the bottom line is, is that you want a guy who's going to be sustainable for the long term. Or at least in the short term for Rogers. I'm all about Rogers. I've been saying that since right. the end of December. So I Jake, let me let me riddle, riddle me this: if we if we go through and let's say Rogers, Tannehill, Jimmy G, uh, Carr are not options for us. Like like Rogers retires, Carr goes to the NFC South, Tannehill gets restructured in Tennessee, Jimmy G goes to the Raiders. Who's your next quarterback? Justin Fields. Just well, he's under contract. You're trading a first for Justin Fields. Am I trading a first? He's not going to cost a first. He doesn't have the value to be a first-round pick. You can get him for a second-round pick, and I would gladly get I a second-round I don't think there's any way you get Justin Fields for a second-round no pick. Way. No I shot. Agree. <laughs> no, no way. You're out of On your mind. Contract? There's no way. On a no way. He's going to be no like a million dollars a year. That's like dirt cheap. Yeah. Sure. When he's traded, right. the signing bonus goes away. Question, it, 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 look, it, you would want Justin point. Fields but not Lamar? No, because Justin Fields, I'm an Ohio buddy. I'm an Ohio State fan. I've watched Justin Fields. He is not a running quarterback. He is not a running quarterback. He, he was running for his life all year. I'm sorry, two years running for his life. I watched him in college. The kid's got a cannon of an arm. Well, let so, me ask you this. Do you think Joe Douglas trades for Justin Fields? Like, that seems like a very unreal. Like, I would love to have Patrick Mahomes, but I don't think that's very realistic either. Like, I don't think Joe Douglas is trading for the quarterback that he did not take in that draft. That feels like that's probably not happening. No, I mean, you're you're probably right. But, like, I, this whole argument, I think, is moot because Rodgers is coming here. He is mm. coming here. If the Daniel I, Hackett coming here doesn't tell you I'm, that, I don't know what to say. I really – it's really – hard for me to try to sell i don't know why i have to keep selling rogers to this fan base i think it drives me insane i have to keep doing well that. like don't, don't you think it's it's fair to be concerned about like don't you think it's fair to be concerned like rogers did not follow hackett to denver last year and like wondering the same thing like i i feel like he's more likely to duplicate what he's already done than break habit from what he's done no although um, hopefully i think the packers want to trade him more than anything it may not be his decision ultimately but I don't know if I want yeah. a guy like that, you know, if he doesn't want to be here. <laughs> like, that kind of scares me, too. I don't know. Jake, thank you so much for the call. <laughs> You're out of here! Justin Fields, Gunny, you about that? No, no, I don't I don't want Justin Fields. It, it, he's talking about the, the, the college argument. Do, do we not remember seeing uh, Lamar Jackson in Louisville? It was impressive what he did he, in Louisville. Like Lamar Jackson can he, definitely throw. He, he, like, he can throw the ball. <laughs> I, I think look, we should get off this topic because Lamar Jackson is not coming to New York yeah. Jets. Justin Fields no, not coming to New York not. Jets. Very, 
<laughs> very I mean, easy they're, they're like, not real, conversation not to have right here. Uh, Charles, I'm going to put you in just a second. Give me just a minute. I just want to pull up eBoogie's super chat real quick, then I'll get over to you. eBoogie says, Carr will sign with the Jets. Well, fingers crossed. If we don't get Aaron Rodgers, it better be Derek Carr. I'd be very upset. I'm going to lose my mind if we don't get one of those two. I think I'm going to be... Uh, same here. 100%. Going to, <laughs> I, I've sold my, myself into believing one of these two guys will be our quarterback. If it's not, if it's neither one of those guys, we, we failed, in my opinion, this offseason. I completely Hello, agree. everybody. Charles, what's up, dude? Welcome hey. to the cockpit. Hello, Ryan Gunny. Before we begin, I just want to say thank you for your service. Hey, appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. No problem, man. Um, I see you got a Revis and Sauce jerseys up on your room. That's awesome. Love yeah. Mr. Darrell Revis. <laughs> Anyways, Charles, um, how are you feeling tonight? I feel pretty good, you know. Um, I feel pretty good, you know. Um, I know the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is driving us Jet fans crazy. But, mm-hmm. um, look, um... I told this to uh, Tyson on Let's Talk Jets Radio that considering all the options, if Aaron Rodgers chooses to retire, Derek Carr is my number one option. Sure. Uh, yeah, even though Aaron Rodgers is my favorite player in the NFL, it all depends mm-hmm. on if he wants to come here. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, people saying Aaron Rodgers should be the Jets' number one priority. Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. Well, what if he doesn't want to come here? You mm-hmm. can't force him to come. Yeah, I think that's a good good thing too. We we sort of talked about that for free agency this past year. Uh, I don't know if it was Joe Douglas. One of them said it. Where maybe it was Robert Sala. We talked to our free agents and we said, you know, we only want guys who want to be here. We're not going to extend you a contract until you tell yeah. us you want to be here. Like I'm not I'm not trying to outbid for Carr. I want hey, this is our number. We think it's fair. We want you as our quarterback, and I think that's that's reasonable. Plus, you know, I understand Jet fans won a Super Bowl, but how about we get to the freaking playoffs? Because we haven't been to the playoffs in the last 10 plus years. Facts. Well, yeah, I mean, that's ideally whatever quarterback you wind up getting is is going to get you there. I mean, just think, we had, what, 33rd or 39th ranked quarterback play from Zach Wilson this past year, and we wound up beating, at the time, number one seed Buffalo without our two best offensive players, with Zach Wilson throwing one touchdown and 150 yards on a perfect weather day. Derek Carr and his cold weather stats... I'll take it all damn day. 200 yards and a touchdown? 100. That's going to beat uh, Buffalo nine times out of ten with this team around him. I agree. Plus, you know, um, a lot of people forgot that even though he put up pretty good stats with Devontae Adams, in the early years of his career, you know, Carr had Mari Cooper, Amari Cooper excuse me, and Michael Crabtree. And those guys, mm-hmm. you know, especially Michael Crabtree, was a very good receiver. Mm-hmm. And those guys, I think, put up 1,000 yards each with Derek Carr, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it was at the same time. I don't remember what year Crabtree was versus Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper would have been 2017, the year that uh, – because that was the year Lamb came out, right? It was Cooper, Ruggs, and – or no, Cooper was before that. Who am I thinking? I'm thinking of Judy. Judy, Lamb, Ruggs. When did Cooper come out? He's got to be 2015. Eight? He was a 2015 draft pick. Yeah, so he's and eight Mark years in the league. Crabtree this will be his eighth year. The 49ers and signed with the Raiders and signed with the Raiders and had great chemistry with Derek Yeah, Carr. no, I knew that. I just – so do you think that Carr – we've seen the ceiling from Carr? Is that kind of what you're getting at? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Carr put up great stats with two quality receivers. Mm, Hunter Renfro's okay. not bad, and Devontae Adams is great. We all know that, but we need – Charles, I love you, but you've been ejected from the cockpit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I get aggressive with the chicken at times. Uh, let's see. We got Joe. Joe, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. 
Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hang in there. How goes it tonight, Joe? Good. Nice to meet you, Mr. Uh, Gunny Gumby. Nice to meet you too, Joe. Hey, Ryan, I seen you on Bleacher Report, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't tell anyone about that. That was uh, like a little stealthy, impromptu kind of thing. They reached out to me. They're like, hey, we want you to host a podcast. (laughs) The Jets. I was like, all deserved. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, you know, last week we talked about the situation. You know, I'm not a big fan of Derek Carr. I don't think Mm -hmm. he's taking us to the promised land, man. Mm -hmm. And I want Aaron Rodgers more than anything. But if we don't get him, I have to agree with Gunny. I think Mm -hmm. Ronnie Tannehill will surprise a lot of people what he could do if he gets Mm -hmm. an opportunity with this kind of talent. His completion percentage is very good. His passer Mm -hmm. rating is very good. I mean, I think he's worth a try. And he won't cost you a lot as much as those other dudes. Well, that's what's interesting too because I think he's due like $18 million this year and he's likely to um, either get restructured or cut to save cap space. But I think you'd probably have to like determine where he's going to go. If if it looks like the Jets are getting someone up, well, I mean, obviously we wouldn't be going after him then. But I would like to see him brought in as like option three, I think. I, I would say I want him over Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G, while I like his play more, I don't like his health more. Like at least with Tannehill, I feel like we could achieve the red shirt year from Zach. What do you think, Gunny? Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I do think Tannehill is a sleeper here. A lot of people are sleeping on what that man can do, but look at his, his TV interception ratio. Good, like he, like uh, Joe was saying, he's got a good completion percentage, right. and he also gives you the ability to add with his legs if need be. Ryan Tannehill has come a long way from his days in Miami, which led me to believe a lot of it was more during about coaching vice the player himself because the moment he got to, to um, the Titans. What was his coach? Who was his coach in lead. Miami? Could you remind me who that was? Wasn't it freaking – What's it was problem, wasn't it Adam Gase? Ah, oh, it's crazy eyes, right? Yeah, it was Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah, was Adam he's he's done all right into this, right? <laughs> the the quarterback whisperer. The, yeah, right. He's <laughs> coaching coaching where things are going. Hey Ryan, can I ask Gunny uh, something? Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. If Gunny, if we keep the 13th pick, you know, if we trade Aaron Rodgers, you don't have to give up trade for Aaron Rodgers, and if we don't have to give up that pick. Who would you draft in that first round? I love Paris Johnson, man. Like, I know a lot of yeah, people that's who I like. coming up right yeah. now. Yeah. But I love Paris Johnson. I've been watching this kid's tape a lot. He's a mauler, quick feet, strong hands. Like, to me, if we keep the 13th pick, there should be no question. If that man is at their number 13, Paris Johnson should without question be the pick. Definitely, I agree. That's mine. Joe. Thank you so much for the call. All right, brother. You're out of here. Take it easy, Joe. Ah, uh, good call. Good call. Um, we got Kevin dropping him in the super chat. Clearly, he was not upset. He was upset with me before. He says Rogers uh, is divisive. Could Rogers? You're not even spelling Rogers right, dude. Uh, ruin the locker room. Carr allows the team to improve with his addition. Thanks to the draft, number twelve means uh, current number ones. Uh, I think he means number 12, meaning Rodgers means to give up a number one pick, I think is what he's saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. Totally. Gunny, do you think – what do you think it's going to cost to get Rodgers? As we sort of like get so, through this process, I originally thought it was going to be a first and a conditional pick. But like it seems like the Raiders are not going to go towards him. I don't think the Titans – I think yeah. it's really just the Jets. 
I think it's us. And that, that too, same here. I thought it was going to be expensive in the beginning. I thought it was going to cost us a first and a conditional second, a conditional first next year. Like it's a second if he doesn't play on the roster, but it's a first if he does. But now mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to cost us a first at all. And people think mm-hmm. I'm crazy when I said this a couple of times now. When you're, who are you bidding against? Who we already know mm-hmm. the Packers already showed their cards. They would like to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really right now on whether or not Aaron wants to play next year. It's not about whether or not he wants to come back to, to the Packers. They they made it known. We don't know if he wants to play next year. That's what we're waiting on. I don't think it's going to cost us the first. I really think it's going to cost us the second and a conditional third. I think that's the price point. I think when they said, said and done, they'll get this year's second. Mm-hmm in the conditional third that can become a second depending on if we make the playoffs or something next year. Um, yeah, Super I don't Bowl turns it into a first, first or something picks. crazy. or like, I, I'm fine with giving up a first if we get the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's fine. <laughs> 100%. You can have the 32nd overall pick next year. We don't care. <laughs> with, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll be just fine with doing that. But, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought originally it was going to be like, man, we're going to lose this year's first, this 13th pick, and we're probably going to lose freaking ne- a first next year as well. But now – I think it's only if, like you just said, a conditional first next year. It's a second if we make the playoffs, a first if we go to the Super Bowl. And I don't think there's a single Jets fan anywhere arguing about getting the 31st overall pick next year or 32nd if we make it to a Super Bowl. Now, do you think there's a chance that the we had heard the Packers were not going to trade him inside the NFC? Like, let's say the, the Raiders are out. The Titans are out, and it's just the Jets at this point. Because I feel like if Rodgers Rogers is gonna get to decide where he wants to go because of that monster yes. signing bonus. Like the the Packers yeah. painted themselves into a corner to the point where, like, if Rogers says, I'm playing in Green Bay, and the Packers are like dead set on seeing love, they were talking about McGinn from uh I think it was McGinn, one of the Packers reporters, talking about how they would but would have Rogers as QB two. Imagine that friggin' statement. A <laughs> sixty million dollar quarterback that would be sitting hilarious. as QB two. That'd be ridiculous. That would be hilarious. But if if they go that route, I mean, you're right. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be traded, what can they do? Hey, if you trade me, I'm retiring, right? Like either way, it's a loss for the Packers. So Yeah. I guess and after June first, it like basically QB2. becomes locked in, I think. I, I'm pretty sure it's like Yeah. If if they wait till after June first, it becomes, becomes even mm-hmm. like less trade compensation. The only thing is like I'm not waiting that long. I don't care if Rodgers is available. If no. he's not traded before free agency, no. I don't want him. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. No, <laughs> Give me I car. Want car. I want car. I, I, I want us going into free agency knowing we have a quarterback already lined up. Um, mm-hmm. If if it, we got to wait till June 1st for Rodgers, nope, I'll pass. Give us car. Everything you got, yep. push towards getting car. Completely agree. Kevin also drops in and says, I meant uh, no day one starters or fewer day one starters versus four day one starters last draft with Clemens. Um Clemens with five. Um, Kev, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling that off. Yeah, the I'm like, <laughs> speak English, brother. All right, we've got oh, your Atlanta Jets fan, brother. How you doing tonight? What's good, fam? How you feeling, brother? Man, Where you think I'm we're going with this quarterback situation? Everything. I'm in the middle, man. I'm in the middle. I don't know if you remember me for a couple weeks ago. I was preaching to you about, you know, how we should go after Aaron Rodgers and so he can have the Danielson and Mr. Miyagi effect. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you wax on, wax off, my friend. <laughs> right. I, that's, that's what I was preaching. But now after going through these, like thinking about it and rethinking and rethinking about it is definitely died down and leaning towards more car. One, mm-hmm. because of pricing. When, mm-hmm. it, when they came out that he wanted 
the minimum of 35 mil, I was like, yeah, uh, we can sign Carr, re-sign Quinnen, and <laughs> get a safety <laughs> all in oh, one swap yeah. and get and keep our draft picks and not even scratch a hair. And we have like the best offseason we've seen once again, like yet again, another successful offseason, like period point blank. That's yeah, I feel. look. I, I don't want to give up a 13 pick just because I don't want to sit here on draft day twiddling my thumbs hoping that the Jets trade into the back half of the first round. It'd be the most boring first right. I've had since fucking Nugent was taken right. in the second round. Right, right. Just give me just give me to the Broderick Jones, you know what I'm saying? Guy from my hometown. Now I watch the guy play basketball here as well as play football here in Lafayette High School. But just give me that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he has allowed no sacks on Sesson Bennett in the SEC, which is damn sure mm-hmm. impressive. You know, that's impressive. I yeah. think that'll be a compared to uh, DeBrickashaw Ferguson. That's his yeah, uh, his to, his comp is what I've heard. Comparison, correct? Right. DeBrickashaw uh, the, the Ferguson is one of my favorite Jets. Oh, of, fantastic! You know, one of my love favorite of many Jets. <laughs> yeah, definitely love that guy. He, I, it's got to be one of the tackles. Uh, like, like I have a hard time, like almost going any other direction at thirteen, like other than tackle. And oh, it, it, a lot of it depends tackle. on free agency. Yeah, like, like, like if you figure right. out, like, let's say we have Rodgers <laughs> and you get back to Yari, you're probably not going tackle at thirteen. I would actually probably trade down at that point. I'd try to pick yeah, up, like, right. assuming we gave up a second, yeah. I'd rather trade down, draft the center late in the first, or whatever, yep. get him for five years, yeah. and then have a second round pick we spend on something else. Right, 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 right. I, I definitely agree. And while I got thirty seconds left. Uh, I do want to say love your show. Yeah, definitely inspired me to come up with my own show. Don't worry. My goal is to come on a show with you one day. <laughs> one day. Joe, I got to ask you. Have you subscribed to it Jet Situation happen. Report yet? Uh, you said what now? Did you did you subscribe to Gunny yet? It's down below in the description. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's on the way too. I just wanted to. Yeah, tune damn in right it is. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely on the way. But yo, I'm definitely going to get my let me, let me get my act together. Let me get my uh my background and everything. That's all on the way, man. And trust me, let me build my platform, and I'll be on. I definitely want to be considered to be on the show for at least one episode. Definitely. Dude, absolutely, we'll get you Love on. You guys. Love you, brother. Definitely Take guys. it easy. You've been ejected yeah. from the cockpit. Ah, God, I love that chicken. It's fantastic. Uh, Eric <laughs> Honore jumps in, says, "I want a Rod. Go big. We got the talent." I'm in LA. Does anyone know a good Jets bar in Cali? So, chat, let uh, Aaron Honore know any good California Jet bars because I don't know any. Gunny, what about you? In your military service, had you ever uh, wound up in California at all? I, I have. Uh, I've been in uh, um, uh, Camp, I'm sorry, Camp Pendleton uh, and Camp Miramar, uh, Marine mm-hmm. Corps Air Station Miramar, quite a bit for training. Um, I know there's one close to Miramar. My brother, my brother knows exactly where it's at. I, I feel like crap now. I wish I had that in hand for you, but there's one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're talking about you're talking about L.A. There, there's one. There's one close to uh, uh, Miramar, which is a is a great Jets bar. Um, I think they, they call themselves the something Beach Jets fans or something like that. But I I don't know anything in L.A. There's not many military bases down. Well, Marine Corps bases down by the L.A. area. Sorry, Aaron. You're going to have to use the Google. All right. We've got Jimmy from Seattle. Jimmy, how you doing tonight? Welcome to the I'm doing good, baby. How we feeling? How we feeling? How we doing, Gunny? Feeling good. I like your little co-pilot right there. I know that everyone else can't see it, but we can see it. Yeah. (laughs) What's up, buddy? Jets, Jets, Jets. 
Yeah. You just woke up from a nap. That's but right. uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate y'all. I love the conversations that's going on. I'm gonna tell you right now though, if we don't get Rogers, we don't get Carr, I'm gonna be a very angry man. I'm gonna be a very angry man. <laughs> what's, yep. what's your plan I, C? I what's the what's the, what, 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 what what's the what's the the rip cord? What's the the safety shoot? Man, so if we don't get either of those dudes, you, we're gonna have to settle for like. Uh, we have to do everything we can to get Jimmy G. In my my opinion, get Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Draft Hern, uh, Jimmy G Hooker, Herndon Hooker. Ooh, like uh, mid round. Like he's like twenty five like years fourth. old, isn't he? I don't. He's care. Like, he's, yeah, yeah, boy, he's, he's a little like, grown man. Like, oh, it's like Brandon Whedon, though. <laughs> like Whedon was like twenty six. <laughs> yeah, nah. <sighs> like he, I don't care how old he is. The dude can throw the ball. He can make the mm-hmm. reads. He can move. I know he's just getting off a of ACL tear. But that dude is—he's a guy. He's a dog, as they say. Mm. Um, and I do like going also, a high upside backup. I kind of—I've been doing a little bit of research on Malik Cunningham. He's interesting. Mm. I See, would look, like so him is, late. So this is my thought on that, right? So yeah, every, you guys were talking earlier about uh, Zach Wilson. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we don't have to, you know, trade him because he has no trade value, obviously. But if we keep yeah, this no. dude as the starting practice squad quarterback and have mm-hmm. him compete against a uh, hooker. For that backup, mm-hmm. that's going to tell us everything that we need to know because now we're not just having him come out and compete against, you know, all, all these other competitions. You're going against a, a rookie now, so now now mm-hmm. you can get your confidence back because you have all of this experience being in the NFL. You should rise to the occasion. This is your test. If you mm-hmm. can't beat Hendon Hooker out for that backup spot, then we got to let you go, big dog. You got to hit the rocks. Like that's my, just my how, issue how with Hooker is. Is the ACL like I like I get where you're going and there's probably other quarterbacks probably that were drafted last year like 2022 that that would make up maybe a little more sense. I feel like if you bring in Hooker, he's not going to be able to play till the middle of the season. At that point, you're already missed training camp. Like, how much of a competition are you going to have? Like, I'd rather have a guy that can be like I, like I think the Jets Stetson are going to roll with Zach as if you don't want Hooker, Stetson Bennett. No, I, dude, I'm saying like I think we're going back up that. I, I I think we're going we're gonna have you know Rogers or whoever Carr someone like that as our main starter. We're gonna pencil yep. in Zach as QB two all season long. Doesn't matter because we're I don't banking like on that. the fact. I don't like that at all. That, <laughs> oh well, here's this is why we're doing it. We're gonna do it because Carr has 142 games out of 144, and Rogers has uh-huh. like every game in the last five years. So the Jets are gonna gamble on Zach Wilson oh, being man, backup. And it, well, that's all right. I'm gonna finish my my thought. They're gonna have Zach. Be the backup, quarterback two. And then what's going to happen is once something happens to the starter, whoever that is, then they will go out and get someone else. Unless Zach has shown that he is is good enough. I don't think they're going to risk a potential playoff push on having Zach Wilson have to start when they want to redshirt him the entire year. I think they'll they'll do like the whole faux starter thing, or not starter, faux backup, almost the same way you do it with Becton. Like, hey, dude, we're penciling you in as starter at right tackle. And you 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 do that, but if someone beats them out in camp, sorry, dude, swing tackle, same idea. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Google, what yeah. are you? T- I didn't even say Google. I don't know, man. I, I don't know, sorry. man. I just I can't. I don't. I don't think I can get behind having uh, Zach Wilson be named quarterback two. I don't even think he's that right now. Like I, that's why I said I think that's fair. Go into the later rounds. What pisses me off is like I would love like franchise quarter backup Mike White. <laughs> Like I want the franchise quarterback up to be Mike White. He's going to go to L.A. He's going to wind up being with LaFleur out there. But yeah. Jimmy from Seattle, you have been ejected from the cockpit. 
Uh, all right, next up, we've got Jonathan. Jonathan, how you doing tonight, brother? Well, I'm doing to great today. This is awesome. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really psyched about this. I'm trying to find a place to kind of stand around. We just got uh, dinner started. Uh, that's all oh, right. Man, we'll I'll, get you out of here I'll in three minutes so you get back. Minutes. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm going to reset your timer. What are you having for dinner? I want to know that first uh, and foremost. Oh, actually, so it's a combo. So it's funny because okay. we're both military. She just mm-hmm. came back from the VA and uh, grabbed some dim sum on the way back with some Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of mixed. Oh. Dude, so okay. What's your go-to up. Chick-fil-A? This is like, this is important stuff. Ah, man, this is on spot because so far Spicy away. Spicy chicken sandwich. I'm, yeah. Waffle yeah, fries. Has to be. 100%. 100%. It's got, there is no other answer. That's That was the right answer. With the lemonade. Yeah. That crisp, <laughs> delicious lemonade. Oh, it's all, right. all the lemonade's so good. So my question all right, for you Jonathan, guys, right? go for it. What's been what's been driving me crazy, what I've been thinking mm-hmm. about is this slot position that we have. I, mm-hmm. I've always had a problem with the Jets not having a secure slot position for the wide receiver spot. I know it's a cheap okay. option. I know it always mm-hmm. ends up being kind of left to the wayside. But mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers, with Carr, with what I think we're going to do, which is go with Derek Carr, mm-hmm. I think that we should be buffing up this slot position. Because what mm-hmm. I see as a common denominator for a lot of teams is that they have that speed to go to that has also hands. Because Braxton, I'm sorry. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Elijah Moore, I love him. But I still have that that weird um, suspicions when it came to, you know, with the coaching staff and all those kind of stuff. So what, what, do you, what would you guys propose as a good spot for the slot, whether it be uh, a veteran acquisition mm-hmm. or uh, a better way to go about that? So for me, I, I like the idea of having Elijah Moore in the slot as our, as our starter full-time. I like Garrett Wilson on the outside, and I want to try and find another receiver that fits a different athletic profile. I've, I've mentioned Quentin Johnson in the event you – you know, keep your number 13 pick and solve tackle beforehand. Um, I would even be open to like a monster tight end that could like provide a similar type of, of, you know, asset, I guess. But, um, in terms of slot, I would, if we get Rogers, I'm looking at, at Randall Cobb, you, you pay him peanuts. It's going to be a $2 million a year or something like that. So you, mm-hmm. you save 3 million off Barrios. If you get Carr, I would almost approach Barrios. Cause if Barrios is okay, being the backup, uh, punt returner, or not the backup punt returner, the backup slot, and being the punt returner, because at the start of the season, I don't know if we're going to have Bam, uh, have Brees Hall to start. So we're going to rely on Bam, Knight, and Carter, and I don't know if we want to put Bam back returning kicks Agreed. at the start. And, and I think there is a chemistry thing with Berrios for sure. So if he could restructure, maybe get him on a two-year contract and his $5 million becomes two and a half, I think that's – that's possible. I think it's likely because even if he's in the backup role, now Zach's thrown to him on the backup, you know, second team, which he already has chemistry with. So I, I guess that's where I would go. I would, if you're not bringing in Cobb, I would like to restructure Barrios. Is there someone you had in mind, Jonathan? Jonathan, you there? Gunny, what do you think about slot? I I I love Elijah Moore in the slot. I, I think this is such an underrated aspect. We we need to remember that in the LaFleur system, everybody had to learn every single freaking position, right? So he wanted everybody being able to and, and to me, that can take away from the skill sets of particular individuals. Elijah Moore is a slot wide receiver. He's built like a slot wide mm-hmm. receiver. We saw him being put on the outside and it made zero sense um with LaFleur. I think Elijah Moore 
as our slot wide receiver makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of people are worried because he hasn't rescinded his trade request, et cetera, but we can all be on the same page and realizing that his issue was in fact with LaFleur and his utilization. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now with Nathaniel Hackett coming in, they're going to put guys in the positions that best suits their skill sets. And we were talking about Elijah Moore potentially being the number one guy on the roster uh, last season. I didn't think just we're going to go wide receiver in the first round. In fact, I didn't think we should have gone wide receiver in the first round because Elijah Moore showed us how elite he could play in year one. I think year two, there was just, well, poor quarterback play. LaFleur was not utilizing his weapons the way he should. A whole bunch of things. I want to see Elijah Moore get his time in the slot. I think that dude can get open in a phone booth and people have forgotten that his short carrier <laughs> quickness and his agility to run routes, man, it was pretty to watch in year one. Uh, I think we can see him going back to form in year three. Um, so now Elijah Moore for me is the answer at the slide. Thanks guys. I love appreciate it. it. Jonathan, you have been ejected <laughs> from the cockpit. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. Uh, I see some guys talking in the chat. So sports frenzy is talking about Aaron Rodgers' contract. I think he's a little confused on the cap hit. Um, so he's right. saying that it's a $32 million cap hit. That's wrong. Um, it's actually, it's like a 16 million, 15, $60 million cap hit. So 15, uh, Frenzy, when you're, when you're looking at the, yeah, when you're looking at the contract, what you have to do is you have to remove the signing bonus portion of the contract. Yep. So that, that uh, what's it called? Prorated, that prorated bonus that you see on um, over the cap, eliminate yeah. that, that column, and that is what is left. That is his. That is his cap hit. That sixty million dollar or fifty eight million dollar bonus that he gets this year works out as a signing bonus. So his base salary becomes one million dollars, and then like his, I think it's like fifteen million is what he winds up getting this year, and then it'll be thirty two next year. So that's that's kind of where it's going from. So Joe S is correct in the chat, um, but that's the the rationale behind it. Um, all right, next up. Ooh, we've got a good. Ooh, you know what? Let me see if I could do this. I. Oh, you know what? I think I have. Hold on, give me one second. Give me one second. I'm gonna do. Do a wham. Do this, and we're gonna get a little. Tigo, what's up, dude? Tigo, what's up, <laughs> bro? Two of my bro? favorite people on the planet <laughs> in the same show had to jump in. Oh, what's good, Tigo? How you doing tonight? I'm doing great powering through my homework and getting ready for like midterms and stuff because i decided to go back to school and so yeah what are you going back to school for what's your what's your uh i decided like just getting my computer science degree it's something that i've been i I was doing that when i was in the navy um Mm -hmm. like on the side like for fun and i just decided you know what man let's just go get the degree government's paying for it anyway (laughs) right so like i might as well smart man use that use that freaking uh uh, ta va (laughs) yeah dude absolutely (laughs) Um, so let me start, start here. Cause I do, I have a couple of things, right. That I want to like get your guys' opinion on. Cause I've been thinking about this draft more and more and more and the likelihood of the jets getting Rogers versus getting car, whatever. I think in the end we keep 13, whether we get car, obviously it'll be just money. If we go trade for Rogers, yep. I still think we end up with 13, um, and mm-hmm. keep it. But, um, First off, let me start by saying hard pass on taking a quarterback any round of this draft. Hard pass. Mm -hmm. There's not a single guy outside of the top 10, like the top four guys, that interests me. Mm -hmm. Hard pass on Handon Hooker, all of those guys. You don't think he is interesting? I I think he's going to go higher than we should. Yeah, he's going to go in the second round. And why are we going to take a a backup quarterback? Something like that's the whole thing. So hard pass 
on all of those guys. It's like the 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 what the people are like, oh, Hendon Hooker for life. That get me that, that gets me so upset. But <laughs> the the thing that I was looking at and the thing that I keep coming up with is if you if you start thinking in the mind of a GM, right? Let's remove the the fan base part of it. Let's say we're bringing in a veteran quarterback. We look mm -hmm. at our team and we believe that our team is in win now mode right now, right? We're going to go win a championship right now. How can you as a GM, like in that situation, knowing that you have, and, and in my opinion, there's two big holes on the roster right now, and that's tackle and that's center. Mm -hmm. And every single mock draft that every fan is doing, every YouTube channel is doing is tackle at 13, center in the top of the second, and then you're fine. How can you, and we'll find out the answer in like two weeks, right? Or like three weeks whenever mm -hmm. free agency starts. But I don't see how you go and you say, okay, cool. We, we're going to bring in Derek Carr for $35 million a year. We're going to go trade for Aaron Rodgers. But the two most important positions that are going to help our new quarterback and hopefully lead us to a championship, we're going to leave it up in the air to the draft. Especially because at 13, there's only three guys, three tackles that are worth taking there. And the reality is, there's no guarantee that all three guys are going to be there. Mm -hmm. PJJ, Sko, Broderick Jones, they can all be gone. And if you're just sitting there at 13, like, and then the other thing is, not everybody in this draft class is going to want to move up. Mm -hmm. Outside of a team looking to get a quarterback, which I think all four are gone by the time 13 is there. Agreed. Who's coming up for anybody in this class? This class is not top heavy at all. Mm, There's not. maybe 14 or 15 guys with a true first round grade. And then other guys that you're just like, I like this guy. So I'm going to give him a first round grade. People mm. aren't trading up. So I'm really like worried about this idea of, hey, we're going to go get this vet quarterback, but we're going to leave cornerback, uh, I mean, tackle and center to the draft. I think we go get those in free agency, and then what do you do in that point if you pivot at 13? Because I think the answer is wide receiver. What do you guys think? So I really – I understand where you're coming from, and I think the easy answer for me is if the answer is Rodgers at quarterback, offensive line is soft. You're getting Bakhtiari as his left tackle. You're getting Lindsley, I think, as his center because I think he is going to be cut from the Chargers. So you're getting two guys who have played with Aaron Rodgers that immediately plug in and fill holes for the New York Jets without having to think overly hard about going into the draft. That being said, if you wind up going with someone like Derek Carr, you're probably looking to, to solve tackle in the draft. Um, if you do go that route, I, I was more concerned that attack, like all three would be gone before 13 prior to like the last two weeks or so. I, I'm getting a feeling now that one of those three is going to be there at 13. The panic scenario for me is if the the Raiders don't like any of the quarterbacks and they go tackle at seven, then I I think that the Texans or uh, sorry, the Titans are definitely going tackle at 11. And I yep. think there's a really high likelihood that the Texans are going to trade with the Bears and the Bears are going to give up the 12 pick or sorry, the Texans are going to give up the 12 pick to get up the one slot to beat their division rivals from getting the quarterback that they want from four to one. And the Bears are going to slide down one pick, get the same player they were going to get and have the 12 pick and protect their franchise quarterback with a tackle. And in that situation where you have the, the Raiders get a tackle, the Titans get a tackle, or Raiders, Titans, and uh, Bears get a tackle. Now you're sitting left with all three. In that situation, 
I'm in an odd spot. I think it depends what you do with wide receiver in free agency. What have you done with Corey Davis? I think the quarterback should get his choice. What receiver do you want? Who do you feel most confident in? Who do you want here? Um, in some respect, maybe not like on a, on a long-term deal. Like we're not signing Randall Cobb for some stupid contract, but I do think that, uh, outside of receiver, I would consider maybe like a, a big tight end or, um, I would go safety. I think at 13, Brian branch, I think is squarely in the conversation. I think depending on how the, the combine shakes out, maybe you look at Simmons if he's, if he's there, but I would prefer to go linebacker a little bit later. Center for me, there's a lot of centers I like. I don't have to get uh, John Michael Schmitz. I'd be fine with a few other guys that are in the you know second, third, fourth round, guys like Stromberg or uh, um, who's the kid from Notre Dame? Patterson. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few different options that I think you could roll the dice on. I just think John Michael Schmitz is the best one. And if you could trade down from 13 to the tail end of the first, pick up extra picks and still get the five-year contract with him, I think I would do that. Um, what about you, Gunny? Where would you fall on the, if it's not tackle, you know, what would the other option be for you? If it's, if, if it's not tackle, then we, we got to trade back. We got to trade back and bring in the center. I, I'm, I, I get there's a lot of love for, for some of the wide receivers um, coming out this year, but for me, you you got to eventually pay these guys, right? And and if you're talking about a position that usually doesn't allow the individual to come out of the gate swinging and, and just boom, getting it. Receiver takes a little while to learn the NFL. Garrett Wilson, definitely, he's built different, right? JJ, built different. Those guys came out, you know, rookie year. And we might be spoiled as a fan base to think like, oh, draft a wide receiver with high upside in the first round and he can be impactful for us now. That's not the, really the case. We've just seen some anomalies over the last several years. Um, and I think if we're gambling on that, and, and I would, with Tigua 100%, I don't think there's a lot of first-round grades in this draft. I really don't. And, and that's why, for me, left tackle is just so important because and he, he's right. If they're not there at 13, I think we trade back and we, we get the uh, center from is it Minnesota, I think it is. Yep. Um, yeah, John Michael Smith. Maybe. But the, the yes, thing is, is we, like we that's obviously back. the ideal, right? Is the trade back? Mm-hmm. But what if no one wants to come up? You can't up? get it. You. What if you have to stick at thirteen? That's what I'm saying, right? Like you I have to pick Johnson. at thirteen. I would go Johnston. I, I I think he's gonna be there. If you get four quarterbacks that go in front of you, and you get three tackles, yep. you're talking seven players. Before, so you got to make another what is it? Five players. You got to take another yeah. five. So you're, you're talking Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Murphy. Um, Murphy or uh, t- uh, um, Wilson. I'm sorry, not Murphy. Tyree Wilson, right? Tyree He's Wilson. Uh, yeah. Miles, you're talking I mean, Miles Banks Murphy was the other one. Yeah, though, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I He's probably he on might that go cusp. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's somewhere somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know what team ahead of us would pull the trigger on a receiver that would left me like really like I think if we had to keep like sit pat, I'm looking at what we did at wide receiver and is it Johnston. Or am I taking Brian Branch? I, I think Brian Branch provides you so much flexibility. Don't overthink it. Take the best football player on the field and just plug him into your position of need because he's going to be able to fill both slots. And if you bring in someone like a Jimmy Ward who can play, you know, safety in Salah's system from San Francisco in free agency, you know, maybe it makes it a little, you know, I don't know, less less of a need. I don't know. It's one of those Gunny, things. Gunny, what's your, what's your like, gut feeling then? Like, this is, is it, what my head if it's not the tackle and it's not a trade down, what's what's the pick? If it's not, oh my god! If if you're if you're twisting my arm, I mean, I I do like Branch. I mean, I think he's arguably the top safety 
right now mm-hmm. in <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah. Um, it hurts, right? He's one of the guys that I think has the first round has a has a first round grade on him as branch. He's one of those rare ones in this draft. So when you look at it right now in terms of it for me, the needs are are tackle, uh safety. I'd like to see a linebacker, uh, if not in the draft, at least in the offseason, you know, bring somebody else in to go ahead and compliment uh, um, uh, CJ. Um, I don't think – people keep saying this team is too far away, right, to go ahead and bring in a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, like, this is a team that lost six games last year by one possession with no quarterback. Their best offensive player in the in Brees Hall gone, best offensive lineman in AVT gone. And we still lost games by one – six games by one possession. Every time I hear, like, we're too far away to make a move on a quarterback, no, we're not. Uh, case in point, the Buffalo Bills had the 23rd-ranked offensive line this year. And mm-hmm. made it into the playoffs. The the Bengals, who put all this money into the the line, were still a bottom ten offensive line by the end of the year when it was all said and done. The quarterback makes such a difference, man. And for me, yeah, shore up your defense. If you bring in Derek Carr, you bring it in freaking Aaron Rodgers. If it's not left tackle, then you know what? Bring in Branch. If if you're gonna twist my arm and I got we gotta make a pick at thirteen, and the guys that we want are gone, then Branch is really one of the few guys in this draft that has a first round grade. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I guess if gun to the, my head, Hey, let, we're drafting Brian branch. That's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Tigo, any last words before I eject you? Um, I'll say this and then I'll let you eject me. I think the pick should be JSN. I think he's, in my opinion, he's wide receiver one in this draft. Oh, um, God, and I love me. <laughs> I know he does me too. I, I, I worry about the injury, but of the guys, I think he will have the most flexibility and being able to play outside and in the slot. And I love mm-hmm. his and like what he brings. Um, I'm out on Quentin Johnson just because he is a honor roll student of the Denzel Mims mm-hmm. University of body catching. So <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. And I'm really worried about that translating <laughs> to the next level. Jordan Addison is like 90 pounds soaking wet. And I'm terrified of that. But uh and I just don't know if this general manager takes a safety at 13, even though I love me some Brian Branch. Don't get me wrong. But that's it, boys. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. I love talking to you guys, Gunny. Always a pleasure to you, go. my brother. Later, then, brother. Uh, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. That's it. You're Boom. out Tigo's been ejected from the cockpit. Um, <laughs> all right. We've got Fabian. Fabian, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? Hanging in there. What's oh, on your mind tonight? Uh, first of all, we doing uh we doing Vegas trip this season? The first game or the second game? If you catch my drift. If if, if Derek actually, oh wow! So my buddy is a I big Raiders did, fan, and it is in Vegas. If Derek Carr comes to the Jets, I That's think him game. and I are probably going to make the make the trip. We 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 made a pact a few years ago that we would go see a Jet Raider game in Vegas in the new stadium. It was not even with Carr on the roster, but if Carr's there, talk about getting ten home games. No, yeah, no, eleven home games. You have yeah, your nine that you have. Then you get the giant MetLife game. Then you get Carr in Vegas. 11 home games next year. Love yeah, it. that's, that's good. That would be great. Um, about the <laughs> about the draft, just um, I think just as they're going to go after the best available player. Whatever their board says, that's mm-hmm. it. I don't think – unless it's somehow a cornerback. I haven't done my homework on the draft. I don't think they're going to go yeah. for cornerback. But other than that, I, they're just going to – I think that's the way Joe Douglas works. Um, mm-hmm. As far as this quarterback thing, the biggest fear I have with Aaron Rodgers, if we get him, is that it's only going to be a year. Because if you see what's happened the last two off seasons, I think next year he's going to walk away. He can't walk mm-hmm. away now; gets a lot of money. 
and I'll be honest with you, I, I've come around to, I think I'd rather have Derek Carr for three, four years than Aaron Rodgers for one year. I know how great Aaron Rodgers is, and I'll be excited. But I think I'd rather have Derek Carr for those three. And I think we offer the best team Derek Carr has played with this season, and we do the right things in the offseason. I think this might be the best, most talented team he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Gunny, what do you think about uh, the idea of – you know, maybe not uh, like understanding Rogers, but then seeing Carr and like, like I feel like I'm in that same sort of boat where I'm like, I, I, I want Carr. <laughs> I like there's there's certain people that I just fall in love with player wise. Sauce was my man crush all through the draft process last year, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Carr is like here. kind of I'm like fall in love with Carr. Like I just. I want to root for him. And I like my buddy who's a Raiders fan, my giant fan buddies. They're like, if Carr comes to the Jets, like we like Carr. I was like, man, I would love to have people love my team. Like Rogers come here. Like so many people are gonna be like, fuck the Jets. <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> what the hell? So, yeah, so for just, me, I think you said it best earlier, man. You said, you know, thinking with your heart and with your head. And I think in this situation, mm-hmm. I think my heart does want Carr. I think my heart mm-hmm. wants Carr because of the fact that I do believe he's a per- he's a perfect locker room fit. I do believe he's going to allow us to have a little bit of stability for the next several years at the position. Um, I can see him really wanting to teach and cultivate and mold some of these younger guys and, and bring them into the fold. But my head tells me this is the AFC. And if I have the opportunity to have a top five quarterback be my mm-hmm. quarterback in the NFL, you, you got to take it, man. And a lot of people think it's going to be one year. There's no way Aaron Rodgers comes to New York, plays one year and doesn't get hooked on wanting to play another year. Because if he wins in New York, the amount of – this guy's a grade-A narcissist. Aaron Rodgers is a grade-A freaking narcissist. <laughs> the amount of love he would get from this fan base, the worship he would get from this fan base would be too addictive for Aaron Rodgers to walk away. I don't believe – now, if he sucks, he'll probably leave after a year. He'll probably leave after a year. <laughs> but That's the concern wins, for me. That, me yeah, too. Yeah. That is worrisome. If he sucks, like I, he's gonna walk. Away. Like he's gonna be like, yeah, dude. Nah, I think Carr is gonna come in and he's just gonna like, like, dude. They didn't have any belief in me. Like Jet fans already feel like we're second class citizens in our own yeah. fucking stadium to the Giants. Like his mentality wraps up around the Jet fan it's mentality. Like I think I almost feel yeah. like the Jets are doing their due diligence on Rodgers. They're saying all the right things because that is the right pick. But then Rodgers is gonna say, I want to go back to Green Bay. And there's gonna be this power struggle, and the Jets are gonna be like, Yo, we can't wait for this. We're going with Carr. So it pacifies Zach from like, we tried to get your guy. We could not delay it any longer. We had to go with a different option. I think that's kind of why they're waiting. Like, I, I do feel like Douglas probably likes Carr because of the lack of draft picks you're going to have to give up and the the smaller contracts, you know, money-wise overall. It, it's weird because Carr actually provides you less cap flexibility now than Rodgers does, but you're getting whacked with Rodgers' dead cap hit in 2025. So, Fabian, you think you're – are you – Rodgers or Carr? What's your what's your pick? Who do you think starting under center? I, I think I think I'm going with Carr, but, Gunny, to your point, Carr would be crazy not to go to like this. He'd be the second-best quarterback in that whole conference if Aaron Rodgers presumably mm-hmm. comes here. So, I, 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 I don't even know why Carr would come here, but gun to my head, I'll say Carr, but listen, either way, I'd be excited. Fabian, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. It's a good call. Good thought process. Uh, Guys, make sure you hit that like button. We got 157 likes on this video. We got almost 300 people in here. Make sure you hit that like button. And if you haven't done so already, down below in the description, we've got Gunny's YouTube channel. If you like what he's saying on the channel, you want to hear about him, you want to hear him more on the channel, all you got to do is subscribe to him. 
Show him that he gets a little bit of love coming over here. Maybe he'll grace us with his presence another time. Um, but we've got 20 minutes left in the show. Right now we're going over to Carson, and then uh, it looks like my brother's on the line too. But we're going to go to Carson first. Carson, how you doing tonight, brother? What's going on, Ryan? What's up, baby? Ah, hanging in there. What's on your mind? Listen, I tuned in and I heard some Brian Branch going on. Do I got you hooked on the Brian Branch train? I, I like, what's going on? So, so let me let me give some context on the Brian Branch thing. It's the idea is if all the tackles are gone, or you have solved tackle in free agency and you still have the 13th pick and you could not trade down, what players would you possibly go for? And I, I had mentioned TCU's wide receiver Quentin Johnston just because he provides a different athletic profile. He's not the run blocker I'd like him to be, which does concern me a little bit. Um, Brian Branch, I think, is a stud. He would be the pick, I think, because of the quality of play he provides at a position of need. And I don't think Douglas is going to care. I think he's going to say, I want the best player available. That's really what it is. I think number 13, if it's not tackle, will be best player available. Listen, so that's where the, listen, the context and is. For me, and for me, if you watched a lot of Alabama games last year, uh, Brian Branch is a box safety, very similar to how Jamal Adams played under Greg Williams a couple years ago. Um, that's how they kind of used him a little bit. Great in coverage. Um, I got to watch a lot of Alabama games this year. Um, and mm. he was – I saw something on PFF the other day. Um, in 174 – in his career at Alabama, in 174 mm. solo attempts at tackling somebody, he's only missed four times. He's only missed four I feel like White times. had missed four before, like, the Bengal game. Yeah, so, and, and you know what? And you know what? Going off of what we know about Douglas and Salah and how they want to draft mm -hmm. these guys and build this family of guys that mm -hmm. just love football, if you watch yeah. Branch play, that's how he plays. He plays with uh, – he's fast off the ball. He he has good eyes. He's, he's instinctual. He's great in coverage down the field. That's something that's that we desperately need. But the only problem is, is that mm -hmm. if we're going to use him as a box safety, right mm – -hmm. Where does Jordan Whitehead fall? Now that's that. Now I think that's Whitehead kind of might the, get cut. I think yeah. you could save seven point two five. I don't know if he's a lock to be on yeah. the roster. I, I I think you don't cut him now, but you wait yeah. until you need the money, and and then if you need it and you have Branch there, you cut him. And then I don't know if Jimmy Ward's going to get signed right away. Like I think you could get a yeah. Branch Ward backfield with yeah. like after the draft. And two two things. I got forty five seconds. I got to fit this in. Mm -hmm. So go for it. So. I think, honestly, Joe Douglas, and, and not a lot of people are talking about this, Joe Douglas really wants Denzel Mims to take that Corey Davis role. Because think about it. Yep. Two really similar guys that have speed, okay? Mm -hmm. They could both high point the ball, okay, mm -hmm. very well in the red zone. If Mims can kind of mold his game into what Corey Davis we thought we were going to get, Mm -hmm. We could cut him and save, what, nine and a half, ten million dollars off of, off of his contract, which would be huge in the cap space department if we're going to try to re-sign Quinnen, if we're going to mm -hmm. try to go after maybe an Orlando Brown as to solidify left tackle. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things we could do here. That's why this Mims thing is intriguing, and not a lot of you know Jets insiders or, or content creators mm -hmm. are talking about this because Mims may be the piece. Like We may not have to take Quentin Johnston like you're proposing mm -hmm. if Mims can be that guy. So what do you think Agreed. about that? Agreed. I, I do agree. I actually, in my last mock offseason, the one with Rodgers, at some point, I don't remember if it was the beginning or towards the middle, um, I said there were three players that I think the Jets are going to have to rely on this season. And I think it's it's players 
that we all feel a little uneasy about. And one of them was Denzel Mims. The other was Mekhi Becton. And the last one was Ashton Davis as one of the potential safety options right. back there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Mims is 100% a lock on this roster. I just think whatever quarterback comes in will be able to utilize the $10.5 million from Davis, the $5 million from Berrios, and they'll be able to try and have some type of conversation like, hey, we want to get you a receiver. And it might be $13 million allocated towards receiver because maybe we bring back Berrios or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I do think Mims is going to get his chance. He's just going to have to compete the way some other players would have to compete. Gunny, where do you fall on this? Yeah. Um, I – I'm a big component of potentially asking Corey Davis to restructure his contract. I do. I I get it. There's a lot to dislike about Corey Davis in terms of drops, you know, injuries, but man, there's a lot to like when he has come big on some really, really Mm -hmm. clutch plays. Um, And we don't win that Browns game without him. Well, hundred percent. There's no way. Mm -hmm. There's just no way. And I think that you got to look at Corey Davis and think to yourself. And the Steelers game. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point, too. Yeah, I, that's why I'm saying if we can – I'm looking at some of these wide receiver numbers are looking like right now for the free agents coming out. And arguably, I don't think there's a lot of individuals that I think are better in terms of talent than Corey Davis. The biggest mm-hmm. question mark about him is staying on the field, and let's minimize yeah. those drops a little bit more. And I think with a guy like an Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr throwing him the ball, we could potentially see some easier throws thrown his way that could mm-hmm. mitigate some of those drops. I, I'm a big fan of Corey Davis potentially restructuring, him understanding that, hey, we give you a wide receiver one-type numbers um, a contract a couple years ago. You haven't kind of lived up to it. We've already overpaid. And uh, I kind of see him taking that discount. I, I think that he I'm would a huge take fan that of Corey Davis if he stays healthy. Yeah, but I'm cool with him if he, even if he yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Like, let's. But then you get to your point. You almost have to trust Mims in his stead. Like, exactly. if you're cool and with restructuring Corey Davis – yeah, like let's say you free up, like let's say Davis takes seven million instead of the right. whatever he was slated to get. I think it's and ten and a half. Of a I think right it's now. ten and a half. Ten and a half is what you save. I, well, I think he gets twelve, but I think you it's, save it's ten and a half from his contract. Okay. I, I'm okay. pretty sure that's what it is. It's it's the signing bonus portion. But right. um, I do like the idea of restructuring Corey Davis, bringing him back because, like we've kind of said, like who is going to be better than Corey Davis out there right now? That at least knows the locker room, knows the players. Like, I think there's a really high chance that you have, um, if you bring in a car or you bring in a Rogers, you can then talk to CJ. It's got to be car. It's got to be car. Well, whichever it is, regardless of who it is. I think you'd go and you say, hey, look, we're pushing for a Super Bowl these next two years. CJ Mosley, I want you to restructure 21 and a half million. You're high off your ass if you think we're paying you that much. Like, (laughs) let's restructure you. Let's have you retire a jet. Let's bring back the two other linebackers with you. We're going to keep yep. this linebacker room the same. It's almost the same situation on the offensive side of the ball with Corey Davis, where it's like, hey, look, we want to win a ring. Like, we think you're a critical part of that. We just can't afford to pay you this kind of money yeah. if we're bringing in the quarterback and we got to, you know, improve the assets. I think you can restructure them. I think you could restructure John Franklin Myers. And if you can go in, all in on a push for two years, that's yeah. where I would, you know, kind of in prefer Joe to be. We trust. In Joe in Douglas, Joe we, we trust. trust. And I think Facts. Corey Davis is a good option. Facts. I really gotta do. Trust him. I think Gunny's on. Yeah. I'll let you get into another caller, Ryan. Uh, you both have a nice night, all right? Carson, thank you so much for the call. Get out of here! From the cockpit. All right, we've got our next caller, Kev. How are you doing, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Kevin, can you hear me? Kevin going Kevin. once. Kevin going twice. Kevin going once. Can you hear me? Ah, we got it. 
Very What's good, is. dude? Uh, turn your volume down a little bit. I'm getting a little bit of feedback in my ear. Are you still there? And injected from the cockpit. Sorry. Figure out your fucking IT. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we got like 12 minutes left in the show. So, you know, let's. I'm gonna gonna can it with the uh, call-ins unless the last caller calls in and he can figure his stuff out. Oh well, here he's again. Let's see. Let's see if he figured it out. All right. Welcome to the cockpit. How are you doing, Kev? Can you hear me? Ah, we got you loud and clear. How are yes, you doing tonight, brother? All right. Good. How are you? Hanging in there. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Sarasota, Florida. Ah, very cool. I know some people that live down there. They're all right. <laughs> So For all of you that don't know, that is my brother on the line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> Kev, how you doing tonight? Good. Uh, my problem with, like, what everyone's saying, is that you guys are thinking as Jet fans and not general managers. For example, last Ooh, year we okay. had an, an exceptional free agency. Um, nah, I, I wouldn't call that. I, Lake and Tomlinson, our biggest free agent, blew chunks. DJ Reed Maybe was he awesome. does better in the second year. Well, that so that's the that's the perceived value the of a new offensive coordinator, yeah. right? Right. You might get some out of Braxton Berrios. You might or not Braxton. Berrios, you might get some out of Denzel Mims. You might get some out of Lakin Tomlinson. You might get some out of Bakai Becton. Like a few more pieces might click with a new OC. So I do get that. So would you be willing to entertain that with the defense and holding on to um, Whitehead for one more year and push that? safety necessity off to one more draft um i would be willing to keep whitehead i have no problem with keeping him another year i think he would be the the last resort kind of cut i don't think they want to move on from him but if they needed the money i i think that's a spot you could do it um i would roll with whitehead for this season and i would also get i would still draft a safety i don't think we have the second safety on the roster right now um, which is why i like jl skinner yeah, but he just tore his peck. The dude's going to – he may right. go like a lot later now, which is fine, but I'm not penciling him in as a easy, starter. It would be an easy late like conservative pick in my guess because pick a peck is 6 to 12 months, and mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about an ACL or an MCL. Peck, peck heals very well. Yeah, but you're still talking to like – now you're getting him for what, two years? Because it's – or will it be a four-year contract? So you're getting a three-year contract on him at that point. Look at Nicobe Dean. You stole yeah, him but, in the third. Well, I like that. I don't think it. Skinner is the same as Dean. I, I wanted Dean. I thought Dean was going to be the pick when we took Brees Hall. I wanted I was Dean. Kevin yeah, was, my brother we, was we, the one. We traded up? <laughs> oh, dude, my brother. The, the night I before, he's like, dude, we got to get Brees Hall at 36. Like, it's it's got to be the pick. Like, 100%. I was like, Kev, we're not taking a running back in the second round. We got Michael Carter. Later on the draft. It's going to happen. Don't we're, you, we're not, take, we're we're not taking Brees Hall. It's Nicobe Dean. Trade up. I was like, oh, we're getting Nicobe Dean. Brees Hall. Fuck. <laughs> And I was that's, shocked. That's why I was, I was shocked. shocked. It wasn't a Kobe Dean. <laughs> yes. I think. I think you think we Drew can. I would not kick the can. A smart idea. What was that? I think Drew Sanders in the second to replace the aging C.J. Mosley would be a wise decision. I I like He's Sanders. A very smart, Mike. I don't. I don't know if I would do that. Um. Linebacker to me, linebacker is interesting. Or I want from the second, first into the second and get him a little like midway through the second. 
Yeah, if you could trade trade down, maybe there's something to that. But I just I don't want the. He'll go like mid second ish. I still want the center. I want the center. Well, <laughs> Sorry, dude. We get I'm that. I don't care. You've been ejected from the cockpit. <laughs> See, that's what you could do when it's. And that's brother. family, y'all. That's family. He's <laughs> consistent across the board. Ryan is. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any of you guys. To, oh, Ryan ejected me from the cockpit early. Sorry, <laughs> family got the same treatment. <laughs> Love you, Kev. <laughs> we got Jeremy calling in. Jeremy, how you doing tonight? Oh snap! How you doing? I'm hanging in there. What's on your mind, Jeremy? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Hey, I've been watching your show, and, um, you know, I'm a Jet fan, and um, I know everybody out there that's a Jet fan, you know, it's a lot of flack that you get for being a Jet fan. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tough. It's a bad honor. And I'm in Mississippi. No so just imagine I'm in oh, Mississippi. How many Jet fans do you even have around you? Do you know any Jet uh, fans down there? Uh, me. <laughs> he said me. <laughs> He's, he, uh, he looks I in the mirror. That's, that's, that's my buddy. That's the Jet fan. <laughs> Hey, I was at Jeremy, you there? Oh no. no he's I think we up. lost him. Jeremy. Oh, oh no. Man. Chicken. You're out of here. He said, All right. It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> ben, welcome to the cockpit. How you doing tonight, brother? Yo, I'm doing great, right? How are you? Hanging in there, having a good old night with my buddy Gunny. Talk to me. How you feeling? What's on your mind? I'm feeling good. Uh, I I can't tell you. You can't see me, right? It's just just voice we're on right now. So so yeah. we can see you, Gunny and I can, but the rest of the world cannot. Cool, cool. cool. How you guys doing? Yo, I, I hanging in there. We're doing good. We're doing good. For real, like huge fan. So so appreciate you. I actually I appreciate it. I met a player. Um in colorado in january all right i swear i swear i say it's true I'm not gonna say which player because he was like the nicest guy ever um, wait wait hold on sorry um, you cut out for just a second you met one of our players out in colorado i met a new york jets player at a bar in colorado okay it was like a lounge thing asking okay did you and, reach out to me about this at some point um I might have been drunk and, and messaged you at some point, but I, I don't. I'm not, I actually don't remember. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes because someone told me a story similar to this, so I'm curious to see where it goes. Interesting. So yeah, I, I'm talking to him. You know, I go up to him like, "Yo, I'm a huge fan." We're talking. I'm like, "We trying to get Rogers?" He's like, "Bro, I was literally just texting him, but I told him I'm an Aspen getting fucked up. Like, I don't have time to. Sorry for the curse, but I don't know that's so much. Oh, <laughs> it's all right. I'm an Aspen. I don't have time to talk right now. But he was, you know, texting Aaron actively recruiting him. I found interesting, but two things that I found most notable. Number one, when it comes to Hackett, all right, I was like, yo, like this was, you know, probably two weeks after Hackett was signed. I'm like, yo, mm -hmm. what do you think of him? Pretty stone face. He oh, well, first off, he acknowledged the floor had a lot of issues and didn't utilize him to the way he liked. Um, but he was like, yo, I haven't spoken to Hackett yet. I don't know anything about him. Still, so I'm like, okay. He's like, you texted me, but I told him I'm an ask, and I'll text him on the back. So I was like, all right, that's a little interesting. So take that as a will. But what I found interesting is I disagreed with him. And I'm like, all right, wait, who the hell am I to disagree with this guy? He's actually on the team. But I asked about Carr because Carr would obviously be a cheaper option than Rogers, you know, draft capital and probably, you know, paid it as well. And he was like, bro, if I'm going to be honest, Carr is not all that. If we're going to pay him all that money, I'd rather go with Mike White. And the quote he said 
was Derek Carr is just a step and a half above Mike White. That's Ooh, okay. Chat, I, I know you like, guys are having a hard time hearing him right now, but I'm gonna I'll repeat what he just said. <laughs> I I do okay. I do know where he's going with this. Uh basically what what Ben is saying is the the person he was the play the jet player he was talking about in the bar was saying that uh, you know, he likes Aaron Rodgers, he wants to get Aaron Rodgers, the whole Nathaniel Hackett thing. But the the interesting part was that they considered Derek Carr a slight step up above Mike White, which does have me concerned. So I definitely did not hear this conversation <laughs> before. So Ben, this is totally new to me. If you wanted to just shoot me a little the DM or something like that, just to know who it is, I won't say a fucking word. I'm just curious. All right, I'll, I'll totally, I'll totally send that to you. So where, yes. like, I was, I'm like, yo, like, I'm, I'm here to ride with Car, bro. Like, like, what do you say? He's like, yeah, like I'm sure he's good, but like, they ride for Mike White. They, they really like the guy. Um, so, Shit. So, 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 give me this on stream. Uh, starter or backup? He got a lot of reps. This was like an actual player. He wasn't like uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh man, now I'm scared. <laughs> I thought this was going to be some kumbaya moment. Now we got someone in the building that doesn't love option one or one A, one B. I don't know. Ben, where yeah, do you want to go? Do you want, do you want Carr or you want Rodgers? You know, man, I don't know because, you know, Rodgers, he's, he's obviously a proven player, but he he doesn't necessarily, like, I don't know that he's going to want to play. You know, I don't know if he's still in love with the game. Like, the fact mm-hmm. that he has to take this four-day darkness retreat not just mm-hmm. the, he said that. You know, it's one thing to say I want to decide where I want to go. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Ben! <laughs> I think he's gone. <laughs> Boom! You're out Chicken. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, we've hit the end of our show anyway. That was interesting. I'm fascinated to find out that, who this that's was. That's got me thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm peaked now. So like, so let's let let's let's troubleshoot a little bit right here. We got two minutes. So yeah. if you were if you were one of the Jet players and you happen to be in Colorado, he didn't say starter, so someone who gets a lot of reps. So immediately in my mind, I'm thinking like Conklin, Uzama. Yep, I was thinking Conklin. Like, like guys that are like they're starters, but they're you know maybe not considered starters at some yeah. point. Maybe. Uh, hmm. I wonder if it's a, could it be a defensive player? Do you think it could have been a defensive player? Because no, that's not where I, my head's would at assume, at all. I would assume, and if they're there in the off somebody, season, so it's got to be a, it's got to be yeah. someone that lives there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Braxton Berrios has a spot in Colorado. I've seen him doing a lot of skiing on his Instagram uh, in Colorado and stuff. So maybe Braxton. That could, that would fit the bill. That would be interesting. I could see that. I mean, especially like I, I think any player. I should say, I hope any player that uh, does run into a fan of the Jets in a bar would at least uh-huh. say the right things and like, oh, the guy on the yeah. roster is my guy, Mike White, Zach Wilson, their quarterback one yeah. and two. Like, yeah. that's who is going to take us to the Super Bowl. Like, that's what I want to hear. I, you know, I don't think Mike White resigns with us. I think Mike White is going to LA. I think he follows LaFleur to be the heir apparent to Stafford. I can see that. Uh, so for me, he said that that Derek Carr, the guy said that Derek Carr is only a step above Mike White. And I, when you're looking at the sample size, right, I guess if you were going to stretch the sample size over a full season, you could make the argument like 
they're probably on path to have very, very similar numbers. But one invaluable component that Derek Carr brings to the table, he's available for 17 games. Uh-huh. <laughs> there it is. I was going to say, I was like, Jimmy G that. might be better than Derek Carr when healthy. Like, like the whole exactly. value of Carr is the 4,000 yards, the 25 touchdowns with yep. every game played. Like, th- like this dude is like Facts. Iron Man. And like the... So he broke. He breaks his leg the second to last game of the season in 2016, I think, if I had my years right. Breaks his leg second to last game. They wind up losing the final game of the season because they have to play their backup quarterback. They lose that game, which then t- makes them in a tie with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs win that tiebreaker. They get the first round bye and then beat the Steelers, or not beat the Steelers. They wind up, no, no, I think it was the Steelers. I think they beat the Steelers by like a point, that playoffs. So like- Derek Carr, if he's playing, probably at least wins that last game of the season, which means they get that first round by. And I do think yeah. Derek Carr that year probably wins a playoff game against the Steelers. And now we're talking about Derek Carr, who's been in the championship game, who, you know, I, I don't know. I, the people who don't want Derek Carr are people that, like, I don't know, need to go lick some doorknobs or something. Like, they're, I just <laughs> I get so frustrated with the whole Derek Carr argument. I, I really like Carr a lot. Where are you falling? I, this I do. I do too. No, I do too. I, I don't understand the hate, especially when you're talking about a fan base that's had to witness beyond mediocre quarterback play for over a decade. We're we're upset or or we don't want somebody who's shown consistency, who would have, by every metric, beaten numerous New York Jets records at the position during his tenure. I just I don't understand the concept. And a lot of people are saying, well, he's mid. Okay, we haven't been blessed enough to experience mid in how long? <laughs> Like the last time we experienced mid, we made the playoffs. Like, what are we talking about here? Mm -hmm. So, like, even with that component to me, it's just – it's it's mind-boggling to me that a fan base so deprived of having seen quality quarterback play, we can mm-hmm. scoff our noses at somebody who's consistently been a top 15 quarterback in the league since he came into it. But we, mm-hmm. we're we too good for that. We're too good for freaking Derek Carr. Uh, yeah, I, I love Derek Carr, man. I think he comes here. We're definitely talking playoffs. And once you're in the game, once you, get a, once you punch your ticket to the dance, anything can happen, right? With a defense like the Jets have right now, the playmakers in the Brees Hall, um, by the time the playoffs come around Brees Hall's back at at 100% anything can happen you know and and that's how you win championships so I think it was earlier somebody said that Patrick Mahomes threw for like 180 something yards in the Super Bowl is that accurate I didn't I didn't even realize they ran so much I could tell you for a fact it's accurate because I lost 300 bucks on it (laughs) I bet I I, I, well no hold on I bet $15 in parlays. I had an eight-leg parlay. I was like, I'm going to hit. I was like, let's go. And the one thing that did not hit was $2.99 for Mahomes. And I was like, they fucking ran it. (laughs) They friggin' ran it. Son of a... I was so mad. It was all twisted. uh, I'm sorry, brother. So, yeah. So, anything can happen once you're in the dance. Derek Carr gets us in the dance. So, I... Again, if it's Aaron Rodgers versus Derek Carr, I'm excited. If it's Aaron Rodgers, I'm talking. I'm gonna start talking Super Bowl. You're gonna hear me doing like Super Bowl videos. How we're gonna go ahead and get there? Uh-huh. Except I'm gonna bet on the Super Bowl. I'm I'm gonna yep. do that. Uh, but I do feel good that Derek Carr will get us to the playoffs. I completely agree, Gunny. We have reached the end of our show, so I want you to fast. tell the whole. I know it goes quick when you're talking to people really that you fast. like talking to. I know. <laughs> Gunny, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you, what you got going on, any last words before we close our show. 
Yeah, so uh, you can find me at New York Jet Situation Report. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, and of course on YouTube. Um, YouTube has been a little bit uh, finicky. They've been trying to get me to revalidate myself ever since I hit 700 subscribers. And with my <laughs> new work schedule, I've literally been missing the phone call to validate myself a couple of times. So I've got about four or five videos that are just waiting to go ahead and push to post. Um, I told myself this week, no matter what, I'm going to get it fixed so I can get back on this on the cycle. So some content coming your way about the the off season um my final recap video of, of last year and where we went wrong uh, is also going to be posted so I'm, I'm excited about that but i'm just pumped man the draft is right around the corner uh, i'm really hoping we figure out the quarterback situation which i believe we will before the draft gets here um but yeah more content coming i'm excited this is literally officially my seventh month in the in the youtube content creation game and I've had nothing but fun doing it. Opportunities like this to go ahead and share with one of the goats, one of the guys who motivated me to jump on YouTube and start talking to a camera. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity, Ryan. Um, hopefully I get a chance to come back. But yeah, New York Jet Situation Report or New York Jet Sit Rep, you'll find me over on all major platforms. Dude, I love it so much. Thank you all for hanging out with us. If you haven't seen Gunny before, his links are in the description down below. Make sure you sub him up. Not going to be the last time he's on the channel. Gunny, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one to Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker. Touchdown, Jets!